0: Hello and thank you for tuning in. This is Love What I Love, a podcast where we beg our partner to love something we do, whether it be a movie, TV show, or anything in between. We're your hosts, Andy and Masha, and this week we're talking about Goodfellas. All my life I wanted to podcast about mafia movies. Oh man. <laughs> Here we go. Uh. <laughs> Goodfellas is a nineteen ninety crime drama written by Martin Scorsese and Nicholas Pellegi and directed by Marty himself. It is a biopic adapted from the nineteen eighty-five book Wise Guy, also written by Pellegi, and it follows the rise and fall of mob associate Henry Hill over three decades of life in the mafia.
1: So what you're telling me is someone snitched. Yeah. And then they made a movie about it. Big time snitch. <laughs> I love that was
0: your first words. <laughs> the thing started and it's based on a true story. And you were like, who snitched? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's
1: only because we were also watching The Sopranos for the first time. Yeah,
0: we got it. We'll lay that our cards on the table, folks. We are a couple who has somehow made it in life without ever seeing The Sopranos. And we're finally making our way through yeah. it.
1: And we don't know any spoilers. So don't go yeah. ruin it.
0: Yeah. yeah, you don't ruin it. We won't ruin nothing. <laughs> but we finished season one of The Sopranos. Love it! Can't wait to keep going. But I decided now is the time to show much to some good fellas because it's you get such a little taste. Uh, are they uh, good or are they not? We'll talk. We'll be talking tons. Jeez! Oh man, this one this one was a big one for me, and a big one for everybody. I mean, this movie's been talked about so much. It's very highly acclaimed, obviously. So it's like the amount of people that have covered this, whether it be critics podcasts youtubers like everyone and their mother has a goodfellas episode so and i've absorbed a lot of that content so i'm gonna try my best to not like harp on too many of the obvious things that that everyone loves about it i'm gonna mention them but i'm not gonna you know Uh i'm gonna try and say some stuff that maybe i i don't normally always read when i read this movie um but yeah like i mentioned the movie came out in 1990 had a budget of 25 million and it grossed 40 47 million
1: Oh, wow. That's, okay. You
0: thought it would be more? I thought it would be more. Yeah, it was uh, I mean, it was a hit by for sure. I mean, it almost doubled its money, but it was like, critically is really where it hit hard, uh-huh. and then throughout time, like home video releases, it's made more, than, way more than that. You know.
1: Now, this is kind of where I wish there was like a demographic breakdown of the people who went to see this movie. Yeah.
0: But,
1: like, were Italians watching this?
0: Oh, I imagine they were <laughs> eating it up. Are you kidding me? Was, I guess so. This and a plate of gabagoo. Again, because
1: set. we're watching Sopranos simultaneously, I'm wondering if there were any... Oh, actually, in Sopranos, they do love those mob movies. But I feel like at the same time, they're kind of like judgmental on how they're depicted, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, that is true. I mean, I have a, I have a lot of stuff I could say, though. Like, I, I have a some bit where I want to talk about kind of this movie's, like, impact. Oh, cool. And Sopranos is a lot tied into that. So, so yes. yeah, we'll get into all that. I think there's a lot of reasons Italian-Americans were watching this and probably over other mob movies. Mm-hmm. And we'll kind of get into like the way they decided to make it and, and really the inspiration behind it. Cool. But real quick, uh, you want to try and guess Rotten Tomatoes?
1: Oh, well, uh, critically acclaimed, so it must be like a 90% or something.
0: Well, uh, give me critics For and critics. audience. Are 90 critics, what do you say? And audience?
1: then audience, I'd say around like 76 maybe. Oof
0: you right, Ready for this?
1: Oh, I'm so off.
0: <laughs> Critics 96%.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: So audience 97%. Shit, I <laughs> was know. so
1: wrong. You can. I know. Have you? I don't know. Freaking Rockin' to- Rotten Tomatoes. I <laughs> mean, rockin' <laughs> Tomatoes. <laughs> for
0: the. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna rockin' tomatoes. <laughs> We're gonna play your greatest hits from the 70s and 80s. <laughs>
1: That's great. If
0: we don't like them, we throw tomatoes on the stage. You know how we do it here at Rockin' Tomatoes. (laughs) God damn it. Uh, You did that to yourself. Yeah. I was going to make a... Larger point about Rotten Tomatoes, but I've done it ten episodes already. So if you go back and listen, but not not knowing Rotten Tomatoes. You're not you not knowing <laughs> the general consensus of people. I also the, movie. the
1: timing is weird as well. Like, can a critic go in Rotten Tomatoes and affect the percentages now of like an old movie? Yes. So I think that's what throws me off because like who knows if so how many critics are going back and rating old that's movies. That's true,
0: that's true, that's true. Uh, Roger Ebert called it the greatest mob movie ever made. Oh. But anyway, so yeah, all that stuff. It was had uh, award nominations out the wazoo. We're talking six Oscar nominations. Woo. We're talking Best Director, Best Picture. Oh! Best Supporting Actor for Joe Pesci, and he actually won. It's the only one they won. So they were nominated for six, but only won one.
1: Oh, what? So Joe
0: P- Pesci won Best Supporting Actor. Lorraine Bronco nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Editing.
1: So, do we know who they lost Best Picture against? Uh, I want to know who uh, who oh, stole what was rightfully. Oh wait, theirs. no, I do know
0: this. Uh, yeah, I looked it up beforehand, and it was uh, uh, Dances with Wolves okay. beat it out. Sorry, right. I do remember that. There's a lot of, lot of classic upsets. I mean, if you remember, you know, Scorsese famously didn't win an Oscar until The Departed. Yeah. So his whole career was making bangers that, that were underappreciated. Mm. Or maybe not underappreciated, but just not giving awards. <laughs> but yeah, it also got nominated for like seven or eight Golden Globes. And then also a bunch of BAFTAs, which I don't really know how BAFTAs work, because that's the British awards. Yeah. I don't really know why. I think this movie was just so good. Even the British were like, fuck it. It's better than anything we made (laughs) as a country. (laughs) But yeah, it won like five BAFTAs and nominated for five Golden Globes. So it was was wild.
1: It's a big deal. BAFTAs are a big deal.
0: Yeah. yeah, You you love a BAFTA. (laughs) What I mentioned off the top, uh, this is both based off a book, which is a nonfiction book that is basically like the story of Henry Hill. And right off the bat, in terms of biopics, as far as from everything I've read and researched and done... This is one of the more accurate ones that they've ever made where everyone who's, like, still alive, willing to talk about it has said that this is pretty much, like, an 80 to 90% accurate. Oh, and the only inaccuracies are stuff that they left out to make the story move faster. Mm-hmm. But, like, they didn't really make up anything that we saw. That was all pretty true or, like, a slight variation. Whoa. You know, like, maybe, like, one or two characters who weren't there were there, blah, blah. But you also got to take that with a grain of salt because the only person telling the story is Henry Hill, mm-hmm. so it's like nobody else. Everyone else is either dead or in jail and refuses to talk. So there's no one really to corroborate his stories. And wait, I, so
1: who's? So he's the one who's saying it's eighty to ninety percent true.
0: L- yeah, Henry Hill's like when this movie was okay, got finished, he said else. like he's like yeah, that's that's exactly true. Oh, I see. Okay, but you know we're looking at the one guy, and it's the one guy who ended up being a rat. So it's like, you know, you have to like, it's very interesting because it's like, I mean, not that you can't trust him, but you know, the one reason I do actually trust him a little bit like based on my instincts though is when I watch this movie, Goodfellas, Henry Hill never comes off good once throughout the entire story. Mm -hmm. From beginning to end, he's making choices that make him unlikable in my opinion, Mm. right till the very end and then where he just looks like a complete piece of shit by the time this thing is over. And so the fact that this, and like, (laughs) <laughs> the real Henry Hill was heavily involved in the making of this movie mm-hmm. so either he has no self-awareness or he truly doesn't care about showing himself in a bad light so just for how bad Henry Hill comes off in this movie I'm like maybe this is a true story well because... maybe it's
1: an ego thing
0: yeah maybe but like it's
1: like I'm in the movies
0: yeah I guess so but like really just like I don't know I mean, we'll, we'll dive into all this but like he comes off as like so like just like moralist mm-hmm. and codeless. that is just like I don't know how you could come out thinking Henry Hill is like likable so that's why I'm like, maybe he's not. like. I feel like if, if it came out too congla- mm. congratulatory, I'd be like, maybe you're lying a little bit.
1: Now, did Scorsese need to hire extra security when he was making this movie? Because he was working with a rat.
0: Nah, not that I read. <laughs> I think they were fine. <laughs> but yes, Nicholas Pledgy wrote this book, Wise Guy,
1: 1985.
0: Wise Guy. Yeah. Um, What's the matter with you? <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't about- help it. <laughs> oh, Masha, you interrupted me over here. What's the matter <laughs> What's the matter with you? Huh?
1: Uh, you, you told me to have a podcast. I'm talking on the podcast.
0: I told you not to spend any money. <laughs> What's that gold plated microphone you're using over there? <laughs> 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 huh? <laughs> Scorsese read this book. He was making uh, this movie called Color Money at the time mm-hmm. with Tom Cruise. Even though Scorsese is known as the mob guy, he didn't really make mob movies. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like this was kind of his first real one. He always made movies about crime and criminals and Italian Americans. And and there's a movie called Mean Streets. It's not really about the mob, but it's definitely the closest thing uh-huh. he's ever made. But he always kinda like purposely didn't want to make just a traditional mob movie because he he knows like that's the main image of Italian Americans out there, like right. in pop culture.
1: He needs to do good to his people. Yeah,
0: so he was just like why he's like, I got I have a million stories I could tell you know about Italian Americans and he's proved it by yeah. telling them. Um so he was never really interested in a mob movie and he said when he read this book, Wise Guy, that was the first time he saw a mob story from this other perspective where he was like, This I could work with. Mm-hmm. This is like a very personal story that doesn't glamorize the whole life. Right. Or when it does glamorize it, it doesn't it never tries to show you the other side of that and how that quickly turns. So even when stuff is going good it shows you that it doesn't go good forever. So it's like...
1: And you kind of have to work to get to that good. Yeah. And even when the work doesn't really... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not pretty.
0: So he, he so that was, like, his inspiration. And, like, the way Nicholas Pledgey tells it, like, he called him on the phone and was like, you know, they, like, he was talking for a second. And, like, Martin Scorsese said to him, like, I've been waiting to find your book for a very long time. And then Nicholas Pledgey replied, uh, I've been waiting for this phone call my entire life. Whoa. You know, so they were like, let's fucking do it. So they like went into work. They went through like 12 drafts of the script. He got a, even though he's not really a writer, he got a writing credit just because he worked day and night with Peleggi on the script. So Pelleggi even said, like, I literally, like, there was no part of me that told me I couldn't give him a credit. Like, he was there for mm-hmm. every day of writing. That's like, cool. he didn't do the typing, but, like, he was there. Kinda. Right. And they wrote, like, 12 drafts of the script by the end. Uh, they did a really cool thing where after they cast it, they basically did, like, full rehearsals of the entire movie, mm-hmm. and he let the cast go crazy on improv, and then he basically took what he liked and then wrote that into the script. That's awesome. So the script's full of improv, but the movie was so, like, intricate that you could, they weren't improvising on set. You know, it was like they did it all yeah, beforehand. The
1: table then, reads must have been so yeah, awesome. So, so,
0: like, a lot of the stuff, like, Pesci, like... Pesci uh, like the funny like a clown like that was improvised, but right. it was improvised, then written down and then rehearsed over and over and over and over again. Yeah. But you know, so it's it was improv in that sort of way. But it was a cool collaborative experience and uh, even though he didn't want to make mob movies, it probably had to have felt good to give a job to every working Italian American <laughs> actor in um, in Hollywood at the time. Could
1: have just retired then and there. Like yeah. you've you've accomplished what you needed walk, for your people.
0: Walked out as the king, you know. <laughs> But because this is going to be a long one and this movie's really long, uh, I don't want to dwell too much on this first part. I got facts for days. I also did tons of research about the real life versus the movie. So, at any point mm. you have any questions, feel free to ask those. That's cool. So, Masha, what was your. What did Goodfellas mean to you before we watched it?
1: Oh, my God. Well, first off, I've been t- talking to you about about this for years mentioning that there was one time in my college class in one of my cinema classes Uh i saw the beginning of a movie Uh and i I explained it to you so many times and i was like what is that movie i want to i wanted to watch the rest of it it was this movie how did
0: you explain it to me the
1: intro it was like a kid looking out the window and he sees some crime going on and i think uh robbie's in it (laughs) that vague Robert de Niro
0: <laughs> yo half the podcast you call him Bobby the other time you call him Robbie like yeah yo, you need a, you just to either a steak assistant call him de Bobby de Niro. Boo. I don't I I vaguely remember that but also I don't know my brain's so literal when you say the beginning of the movie I'm picturing them driving in the I car know, yeah so I'm just like beginning of the movie I kid. guess
1: I I guess what really stuck out to me was him like looking at the mobsters across the street when he was young yeah but anyway that part stuck out to me and I've been wondering for years what that movie was and it was this movie (laughs) that we saw the intro to (laughs)
0: that's awesome
1: um so final like my life is complete now you know like it's I'm good I Uh, feel great um like in terms of like figuring out what that movie was yeah but other than that Obvious. Like, you can't go through life in America and not know, like, he have heard of Goodfellas For before. Sure. I just didn't really know what the story was. Mm-hmm. And I know it was directed um, by Martin Scorsese. I knew it had Robert De Niro in it. I finally know where Ray L- Liotta is from.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because,
1: <laughs> like... I, re- I don't know if you know this, but there was this uh, show that came out with him and Jennifer Lopez a few years ago. Mm. It was like Shades of Blue or oh, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everyone was like, oh my God, Ray's like in it with Jennifer Lopez. And I was like, who the hell is this Ray guy? Oh, that's you know? hilarious.
0: <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's had a pretty good career after this, but this was definitely what put him on the map. Mm. I think it was like his fourth movie. He was really young.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, so now I know where, you know, he comes from, but other than that, like I didn't, I could connect that it was a gangst like a mob, mob movie, but I really didn't know anything about the story that it was based on a true story in, for that matter. Yeah. And I just knew I would be watching it eventually with you. So yeah, yeah. that's really it.
0: Oh, that's crazy. So <laughs> De Niro slightly mobbish. Yeah. Did you even know Joe Pesci? I did not. Wow. No. That's yeah. crazy. I was, how nuts is it that this is the same year as Home Alone?
1: It, that is nuts. And the only reason I know that is because when we did Home Alone, you mentioned that. Yeah. And honestly, like, it would have been a surprise. If you didn't mention it on that podcast, I would have been like, oh, my God. You know?
0: <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It's like this put in the line. Yeah. Like.
1: So now I understand what you were talking about before when you were like, yeah, he's not, you know, he wasn't going crazy for that role or like trying to. Uh, what? would he golf in between? What was that? Him?
0: Oh, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Home Alone. Yeah, where he would like he would make the call time later so he could golf in the morning. Right? And yeah. Shit. yeah, yeah.
1: I totally
2: understood why he was doing that.
0: <laughs> oh, he was just like, I just made the most epic movie with the most famous filmmaker alive, with the greatest actors ever. You know? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. I will
1: give it, he's great at playing angry. Yo. He is great.
0: Yeah, I got to show you Joe Pesci's rap song after this. Rap song? Oh, yeah. Joe Pesci has three albums.
1: Albums? I didn't know there was
0: a third one. The third one came out in 2019.
1: Albums? Yeah. Rap all?
0: No. Only one rap song. He's got an album in the 60s he made.
1: Oh, wow. An album in the
0: late 90s, which is where he raps. And then yeah. apparently, according to Wikipedia, an album that came out in 2019.
1: What is he doing? Like a Frank Sinatra kind
2: of thing?
0: I think so. I only heard the rap song.
2: Whoa. <laughs> it's pretty
0: wild. I'm going to show it to you. I mean, the listeners are going to get it right now because I throw the clips in. But it's called Wise Guy. And it's a rap song. It's like, it's like I, I imagine... It was made because gangster rap was popular, and they were like, "Well, he plays gangsters. Wouldn't it be funny if it was like gangster rap instead of like gangster rap?" Oh my god! You know, it's no good. <laughs> it's, not, it's all right. I'll, I'll put it this way: it's no good, but it's not as bad as you think it is in your head.
1: Yeah, it's not like Tom Hanks' son. rap. Uh,
0: yeah, it's more like it's not. I don't know. I don't even know who. Okay. But okay. it's, it's oh, like Rodney Dangerfield did a rap once called Rodney's Rap. That's as bad as you think it is. <sighs> whatever you just thought in your head, it's that bad. That's funny. Joe Pesci's not good, but it's not as bad as you whatever your brain just thought of. Because he- I heard that it was happening and I was like, oh, buckle up. And then I listened to it and I was like, eh, it's not good, it's not bad.
1: I can't believe he has albums out. Yeah. Singles all right. With decades, it's
0: two to three decades yeah, in between each one. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's just right, the kid. Cool. All right. Here you go, folks. Have a little, <laughs> t- have a little taste of Wise Guy by the-, by the Pesh. All about respect and intellect. Only mess with the women that pick up the check. Two supermodels, one on each arm. One chick's brunette, the other was blonde. I heard their fathers had stocks and bonds. So I fucked them up and left them floating in a pond. Custom-made clothes from head to toe. Catch Joe at the fight sitting in the first row. Everybody follows when I'm ready to go. No need to show off, they already know. I'm a wise guy. I'm a wise guy.
1: Cool. What about you, Andy? Where when when did Andy see Goodfellas for the first time?
0: I used to watch people watching Goodfellas up by the cab stand, <laughs> and I thought these other guys watching watching Power Rangers and Barney—that's for schmucks. <laughs> Can't watch Goodfellas like a wise guy. No. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you watched Good Goodfellas changed your whole like wardrobe. Yeah. Walked into <laughs> the kitchen, and your mom was like, "You look like a gangster." <laughs>
0: My shoes, my, my shoes looked like fucking mirrors. They were so <laughs> uh, <laughs> So I actually do remember this. So I don't think I knew about Goodfellas like growing up, like being real young. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I was born '90. That's when the year it came out. So I don't really remember it, but right when I was twelve-ish, 2002, Grand Theft Auto Vice City was coming out. Okay. Uh, that was the sequel to Grand Theft Auto Three. So amongst twelve-year-olds. Hottest commodity in town. You oh know boy. I'm It's playing Grand Theft Auto like crazy. Found out Vice City's coming out. And they put voice acting on the main... Character in this one last game didn't have it, mm-hmm. and Ray Liotta played him. Oh, so I remember like I would be doing like, like my very really early, like we, we just got our first computer with internet the year before, so like I was like, you know, looking up articles and stuff. I
1: can't believe, oh my god, at 12 years old, yeah, like about, about <laughs> the
0: game. I wanted to know what the game was gonna I, be I like.
1: I cannot tell you who voiced any
0: <laughs> anyone, <laughs> but anyway, I would read like, hey, everything we know about Grand Theft Auto, gonna be like Ray Liotta. And then all the articles would constantly be like, "Yeah, we got good good fellow star. Ray Liotta's is gonna be in. This is gonna be great." And it kept saying like "Good fellow star, good fellow star." And then that was the first time like that like entered my brain like that even there was a thing called Goodfellas. Okay. And still didn't look out to watch it. I still wasn't really into like movies at that point. And I do even remember there's a part in that game. It's like a, you can go to, like this like movie set. You know, because Grand Theft Auto is, you can go anywhere. Okay. And you go, like, behind these walls, and there's these movie posters for fake movies, and there's uh, a movie poster that has three dudes on it, and it's called Bad Fellas. <laughs> and I remember I was like, that's funny. you know, I got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So then so then it was a couple of years later when I started just, like, I, I mentioned it on the King of Comedy episode, where I just, like, kind of started watching Tarantino movies, which then made me learn about other filmmakers, and then that's when I learned about Scorsese and then that, i watched goodfellas around that time so around 1415 and i i can i truly remember being like this is the most badass movie i've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life and i didn't follow it at all like i truly didn't follow the story oh, wow. when i was 14 or 15 yeah like i remember thinking for a couple of years probably until my 20s when i, like, I actually like, sat down and watched it again without like showing buddies as a teenager that this was like a very complicated movie like plot wise and it's, i think it's just because it moves fast and as a kid i wasn't really like ready for that kind of storytelling mm-hmm. i, was, just, I mean, was used to a very traditional hollywood movie where like everything that is set up has a an ending and in this movie you don't always see the ending and it yeah. just jumps past it in time and you have to like put it together in your head you know so they're like oh shit that affair's over okay there's a new affair going on you know yeah. so i remember just like not really understanding like why people were getting killed like i didn't even understand why certain like certain main characters were getting killed i just thought it was badass like i was like i never saw something this crazy this funny like the cursing the, the violence everything was awesome and I definitely liked it for, like, superficial reasons. And then over time, and those was the same reason, like, I loved Scarface at that age. Like, it was just, like, a badass movie. And, like, when you, I was a 15-year-old boy, you just thought it was cool. Like, look at all the cocaine and, yeah. and guns and women oh, and the killing. This is cool. <laughs> and then, like, as I got older, I still enjoy Scarface, but I don't love it by any means. Like, I think that De Palma's a great director, but it's now one of my favorites. It's a little just, there's not a lot of, like, meat Substance, on the bone, as yeah. I like to say. But Goodfellas, like, every time I go back to it, I'm just marveled at it's, it's a perfect mix of, like, cinematic, just, like, raising the bar with camera work, you know, set, uh, fucking just everything. Custom design, the way they build the world, right. the acting. Like, all of that is top tier, but it's also never loses the fact that it's, like, an entertaining, fun movie. And I feel like it's always hard to get that mix. Yeah, there are so many great films out there that I only want to watch once every ten years because they're very either s- not slow but just like really dark or introspective. Like they're not fun. And then there are fun movies I watch a million times a year, but I don't think they're as good. This movie is that perfect Venn diagram right in the middle of mm. like it's a goddamn blast. It moves like a breeze, but it's fucking great. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's like it's it's fantastic. I got so many. So many fucking opinions on it. Wow! But uh, yeah, that was pretty much it, and I just like just never stopped watching it. Like I, I had a, I had a poster in my room at one point like, oh. growing up. It was just uh, it's fucking awesome.
1: That's great. I love that.
0: And I think I loved it so much for some weird reason. I just never got around to watching The Sopranos, and like now that we're watching it, uh. it just like a- every time we watched an episode, I was loving. So- I'm loving The Sopranos. <laughs> But there's like a little part of me where I was like, you gotta go watch Goodfellas. Uh, you, gotta, you gotta go. You gotta go back to your roots right now. I
1: will say, because I mean, for you listeners, I'm a binger and Andy is not. Like, yeah. I'm like, let's just watch The Sopranos like all the way through. And you're more of oh, uh, like, like let's
0: watch it every- once a su- once a week on Sunday we we'll we get some <laughs> wine. Like it's really like let's. Pre- I literally said let's pretend like it's back in the day and it airs every Sunday and that's when we watch it. Oh
1: my God, I'm milking it. <laughs> um, so when we watched Goodfellas, it kind of felt like we're watching like 10 episodes in like one sitting you know so it was fine it was like like, we binged
0: the whole season of the show yeah so (laughs) like
1: for you know since we've watched that i'm like oh yeah we've watched the sopranos oh wait that was good (laughs) fellas
0: all right masha you ready to dive into this behemoth bada bing just remember never rat on your friends and always keep your mouth shut
1: i'm scared
0: (laughs) so we start off with Oh, what a scene.
1: There was cool opening credits by the way. Yeah. Just got to shout that out. I was not expecting that.
0: I love I love the slow start of just like the of the car and like you hear the you hear the sound of like cars driving by while the credits are going. Yeah. As yeah. A, it's very like understated. Yeah, this was like one of Scorsese's ideas was to like originally the movie was supposed to be hundred percent chronological, mm-hmm. but he's like he wanted to lift this moment, put it in the front because he kind of saw this moment as like a turning point in the story. So oh, he's like yeah. Yeah, so he's like, I want to, yeah, oh, you Jesus kick it off Christ. there. But um, I'm, I'm gonna break. I want to break this movie down kind of into like eras because the movie does take place over three decades. But before we do into that, since this scene is kind of isolated, mm-hmm. uh, do you have any thoughts on this opening scene? Like, I think it's such a a jarring way to start this movie. Like, it
1: honestly is, and I knew I was in for it when they opened the trunk and there's a man in there, and yep. I was fully 100 percent expecting Pesci to pull out a gun from his uh, suit, yeah, and he pulled out this huge butcher knife, yep. and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> it just
0: stabs the shit of like my li- <laughs> Like this is what I meant by when I was like a kid, like that. I saw that. Followed by the, you know, all my life I always wanted to be a gangster with that music cue. Aww. I was like, I, I, already love what this this movie. Like, this is crazy. Yeah,
1: I don't know what it is about a knife because a gun's so easy, but like a knife is calculated and it's a lot more effort. Oh so yeah, so that's and, like, why I was like, th- the physical it back. act of
0: it is so much more intimate. Like, if yeah. you like, not that I killed anyone but i'm saying i would imagine shooting someone is a little more impersonal than getting up close and like putting something in their body like holding it there until they're dead you
1: have to have a lot of like passion and emotion to be able to do that repeatedly and pesci was really going at like
0: yeah so
1: i knew i was in for it like rather than like a simple gunshot would have just been like oh Yeah. yeah sure
0: and um i'm not i'm not by any means a mafia movie expert i haven't seen like a lot of the lesser known ones mm-hmm. but i do adore the godfather i fucking love that movie i know you haven't seen it yet and we're gonna do it on this cast so i'm not gonna get like too much into details but there are some like broad stroke i think it is worthy of comparing the two because they are kind of now known as the two like seminal gangster movies like mm-hmm. if you do pick two movies instead of one of the most influential gangster movies godfather goodfellas
1: right but yeah the the knife thing is crazy
0: it's yeah it's so it's just like you immediately need to know, like, how who is that? How are they there? And what kind yeah. of lives do these people live? And then also to go from that to like all my life, I wanted to be a gangster. Like, I think it's interesting to show them in like a really like dark, fucked up moment to say that, as opposed to a moment of like glory. Yeah. Because they could have played that same voiceover o- over him and his friends laughing over wine, you know, like having a good time and been For like, sure. oh, yeah, if I wanted to be. A-. But like, this was like, oh shit! Like, I wonder where this is gonna go.
1: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I, I guess. I was very excited that it wasn't a 10 years earlier. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I really love the, the, the narration of this.
0: Yeah, they crushed it with narration. You know, it's always one of the biggest criticisms people have of, like, screenwriters who don't know what they're doing because mm-hmm. it's, it's looked at as a crutch, but they kind of decided to, like, challenge themselves to make it just, like, unique. Like, it's, this movie's narration just feels mm-hmm. so unique to it. And it's one of the only movies, I'm sure it's not the only one, but the only one I can think of where it freely jumps between two narrators depending on what's going on. Yeah. And I think that was really cool. So they really were like, you know, the way they say is like, the rules are there for people to learn the craft and you can only break the rules once you're good. Mm. Like Nicholas Pileggi, I don't know much about him as a writer, but clearly he's fucking good. Mm -hmm. And Scorsese knows film language. So like, I feel like these two guys together were good enough where they're like, no, no, we could put the thing in there that you tell everyone not to do because we know the, Problems of it, and we're not going to fall into those, right? Right. So yeah, I think uh, Henry's narration helps make yeah. this movie move.
1: And the freaking casting of the young version—just like him, he looks just like uh, him. Yeah. It was so freaking good.
0: Even you barely see him, but even young Joe Pesci, he's got like this like little, like kind of like rat face. So I feel like ah, I can see him. I can <laughs> see him turning into Pesci.
1: <laughs> I, I was blown away by that. Yeah, and I was so. You know, so- sometimes when you're in the young version, you're kind of like waiting or like, all right, let's get to the adults here. Yeah. I was very like involved. In I know.
0: I, I was like, I was like, I could watch this movie. Like, yeah. you know, it's just like this whole young Henry Hill. Yeah,
1: this pre- they should have made like a prequel on the side, you know? Like-
0: if, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's too late for this actor, but if this uh, Sopranos prequel works out, maybe we'll get a good <laughs> film. <laughs> nah, it would be stupid. <laughs>
1: um, but I I really did dig the um sort of origin story here yeah. because, It's really like he's looking at his life in the inside with his parents and, you know, his house and he just wants better and he wants to be like respected and have money. And like what if if his parents aren't offering him that life, he's going to go find that life somewhere else. And they like welcomed him with open arms, the mob, even though they were totally I mean, they're criminals, but. It kind of felt like you were rooting – or I was at least rooting for him to, like, you know, be welcomed by this community. <laughs> That's why
0: his movie's – oh, it's so good. I think it's, like, paced in a way where it's so fast moving and so so many cuts and so much music cues and people dress nice and, and people laugh. And, it like, the movie sweeps you up into this lifestyle – The same exact way it's happening to Henry Hill, Mm. to the point where I find it so easy to go on this journey with him. (laughs) Where like you, all you're seeing is all this upside, Mm. and it looks so fun and nice, and like you as a viewer is like, yeah, this looks great. Like who wouldn't want to be a mobster?
1: And he's not like doing the dirty stuff yet.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then once you know later on when it starts to go on the other end, you feel that too, and you're just like, I want to get the fuck out of here. Like you know Mm. what I mean? Like it's so. Like, the the film language always puts you in, like, the same mindset as Henry. Like, when he's paranoid, you're paranoid. Yeah. When he's happy, you're happy. Even though you don't like him. Or, like, you know, whether or not you like him. But, like, you know what he's doing at the end of the day is wrong. He's not a moral person. For sure. Um, but, like, yeah, you're just, oh like. Oh,
1: my God. When they beat up the mailman. Oh, man. So he doesn't get letters from school. So that was Paulie that from was...
0: Uh, from Sopranos, one of those uh, guys. Oh, Paulie! Because I didn't watch Sopranos, that, this feeling was the first time I got to see all the side people. That's cool. Because I knew about Lorraine Bronco, and I knew about uh, Spider, but I didn't know about uh, anyone else.
1: Yeah, that was pretty cool to see all, all the Sopranos guys in yeah. here
0: but yeah again like it's all like it's almost like funny you know what i mean yeah. like even though what they're doing is so terrifying to that male man and if you were him you'd be scared for the rest of your life right The scene is played for laughs like you're just like ah like this fucking idiot God. even when the, when he sees the, that guy get shot for the first time and then the other guy's like what does the, the matter with you you wasted eight fucking aprons on that yeah. guy like use your head you know like you're starting to get this little feeling of like It's not all fun and games and I don't I don't know, you're just getting a sense of their priorities almost, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: I I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler, but I will say that my one criticism is I kinda wanted to know what happens to his mom and dad, like as he grows up, like what is their role in his life.
0: Yeah. I've I never really learned that much about it. I mean, I know they were around. They men- they mentioned them a couple times later in the movie. Yeah. We never see them. But he's like, oh, why don't you bring this to your mother's house and stuff like that. Right. So I imagine they're still like, it's not that they don't talk to him, but I feel like they just have very little contact. And yeah. Like, they probably just like, they know secretly what he's doing. Because, yeah, it's not until we, we... Like, his brother comes back later in the movie, but outside of that, you don't yeah. see anyone in his family. Because,
1: obviously, you know, he's getting immersed in the mob. He's learning skills. <laughs> he's building his skill set. So, I, I kind of wanted or was missing a confrontation moment of sorts between him and his dad, even. yeah, You know? Like, I kind of really just wanted to see that.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I think this movie's so... The way I said it earlier really where like it's not necessarily concerned with like set up, payoff, set up, pay off, set up, pay off, payoff. I know. It's concerned of like just following three decades. Yeah. And like it it almost like like I almost feel like Richard Linklater got some like experience with like boyhood from like make from like watching this movie where you just see this kinda peppering in <laughs> I don't know, just <laughs> <laughs> He could
1: he could watch it a little, couple more times, <laughs> yeah. get the pacing going. Get learning other. You love
0: like <laughs> ten Linklater movies, and you see one you don't like, and now you're fucking <laughs> hate I'm him.
1: just saying that R- Richard could watch, study a little bit more, and get the pacing going.
0: Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> next, anyway. time, next time I catch you watching School of Rock, I'm gonna flip <laughs> it off until you don't watch Richard Linklater movies in my house.
1: Ah! <laughs> I like School of Rock. Yeah, exactly. The pacing was good. <laughs> the
0: first. <pace. laughs> This is a nightmare. <laughs> Sorry, folks.
1: But all the way up to uh, freaking Henry breaking his cherry, I thought that scene was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though what he did was wrong, and the reason they're celebrating is wrong, it's nice that they're all there for him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and
1: they're like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> it's such a fun moment.
0: A little graduation present. Freaking
1: like, <laughs> Robbie, Bobby. Robert De Niro? There Mr. De Niro, I'll call oh, him. Call De Niro. Mr. D. This guy's cool.
0: Jimmy? Yeah. Oh, man, Jimmy's. He gave it away to 100 just for keeping the ice cubes cool. I,
1: I like this. I mean, clearly no adults or kids wear, like, pockets anymore. Yeah. So I, I kind of appreciated the the side pocket there for him to slide cash yeah, into. Yeah,
0: everyone got, got <laughs> sliding hundreds everywhere. Is he an Irishman? Oh, yeah, he's part Irish. Uh, yeah, he says it a couple times in the movie.
1: Wait, so is this a sea- is the Irishman a sequel to The Goodfellas? What's happening? First
0: of all, there's no movie called The Goodfellas. Oh. <laughs> it's just Goodfellas. <laughs> uh, no, it is not. Oh, okay. <laughs> not. That's also a true story, so that would be weird. Oh. Because
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, is this Robert's life later on?
0: No. All right. But it's, it's all a weird coincidence, too, because De Niro's also mostly Irish. I think he's, like, 25% Italian. He's just played so many Italians in movies that oh, everyone, everyone thinks he's, like, the ultimate Italian, but he's, like, mostly Irish.
1: I mean, and also his last name
0: is De Niro. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what's the world coming to? Uh, but, yeah, throughout this young part of his life, he's breaking his cherry. What I like, too, is uh, him meticulously going through Pauly's, um like, system of working, the way he doesn't use a telephone. Mm. So if, if you want to go talk to Pauly, you got to, like send someone to his house, he talks to them, then you go to an outside line, you make the call.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, and just kind of like systematically going through like the rules of like being a wise guy and, and all this stuff. You know how Sopranos is that kind of opening statement in the, in the pilot where Tony's saying like, you ever feel like you got to something right towards the end where he feels like he's kind of, the, the kind of the thesis of the show is like he feels like he's in the last line of the mafia. Like uh-huh. the mafia is pretty much over. All the good years are behind them and like, you know, it's kind of right. like this, like struggle of like why is why are we even still doing this kind of thing? Okay, and I I think that's where a lot of inspiration from this movie came from because I think this movie is one hundred percent chronicling thematically the end of what being in the mob like meant, mm. and the way they show that is like. This Pauly in the beginning, this is all very old school. It's 1955, like no telephones. Mm. Everything's kind of just like roughing people up on the street and like taking liquor. Like it was like very like innocent style crimes. Right. And then throughout this whole movie, we see like the next generation who aren't as concerned about rules and and order and respect. And they're all a little bit more violent, a little bit more crazy because they grew up in this life. And then the crimes get a little crazier. And then the sentences get a little crazier. And like, so I think this is like a perfect precursor to... Sopranos also, where like we're kind of seeing the mob that we see in when he's in the beginning, to me seems very Mm Godfatherish. It just kind of seems like that life of just like respecting guys, throwing cops a little money, selling cigarettes on the street, like not harmless but not quite like organized crime the way Mm -hmm. we think of it. And then by the end of this movie, like everything, everything is different. And so it's it's like you're you're almost like stepping back and seeing the whole bigger picture of mob the mafia in america for yeah. for sure yeah.
1: you're going from like protection and like i don't know goods to, like, cocaine, so. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, The, the Godfather's actually about that, too. Like, a big plot line of that is the next generation wants to sell drugs, and, and Mother mm. Brando's like, no, we don't, like, drugs are forbidden. Like, that's. Right. Uh, the, uh, like The second we bring drugs in, we're going to jail for life. Like It's, it's no, so
1: freaking weird. I'm like, yeah, I'll support this version of the mob. <laughs> yeah. But not the new generation.
2: <laughs>
0: <version>. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, because, like, it's fucked up, but, like, it was also, it was such a different time where, like, you if you were a small business, something bad happened, the cops might not make it to your part of town. So, like, Mm. it was almost like a self-imposed, yeah, you have to pay money every month, but, like, also, you did get something out of it.
1: You know what I think it is? I think it's because they value family and loyalty so much that I, like, respect it. You know? Like... Yeah. The mob being like, all right, yes, they're doing all of these crimes, but at the end of the day, they're like, I love you. You're my family. I'll do anything for you. I'm like, oh, well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, why well, I love this movie so much, and we're here, uh, yeah, we're not, we can't go chronological no. on this thing. I got too many thoughts. So, a lot of that family respect, like love kind of stuff you were just talking about, that a lot of that kind of came out of fiction. Aww. when Because. The Godfather, uh, that that movie and that book were so popular. It actually, like, borderline influenced the way people acted in real life. They were emulating that movie. Whoa. And that movie is based on 100% fiction. Like, Mario Puzo, like, just made shit up Mm -hmm. for that book. Like, he was, like, the Godfather. He did a little research to make sure it was, like, plausible. But, like, the families and, like, the rituals and all that stuff that came out of it, Mm -hmm. he made up. And then when they actually made that movie, the mob was way more powerful than it was in 1990, like in 19, early 1970s. And so the mob were actually kind of like funding some shit in that movie. and oh, Kind of making sure they weren't being portrayed a certain way. So they they kind of, basically what I'm trying to say is like they played up a lot of that kind of like family respect, <gasps> loyalty. And then why make, I think Goodfellas is so fucking interesting is because this movie kind of shows you that, that it is all kind of bullshit. Because... They do show you that first half of this movie. Everyone is—we're all at each other's houses. We're there for every christening. We're all there for every photos. But then, they're all killing each other by the end of this, for sure. Like by the end of it, beating up their wives. They're beating up their wives. They're—they're literally having each other murdered. They're snitching on each other in jail. Like none of that was real. Like you know, like it was all kind of. And I think that's why this movie was so refreshing because it was like an odd, like. The Godfather is such an amazing movie, but it's very romanticized. It's almost operatic. It's mm-hmm. not you're it's not really like like down to earth about people. It's about like bigger themes and ideas and and like it does. You watch the mafia and that you're like, "Oh yeah, like the one thing that messed them up was drugs. Other than that they were a pretty good organization." You know. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Like I think it's like a, one of the greatest movies ever made. But I respect Goodfellas just because of its like authenticity of being like, no, that was like all outward shit. Like at the right. end of the day, these are all psychotic killers. <laughs> and Goodfellas is like, yeah, we're gonna show you that. While they will hug and kiss. Like he says so many times, like, a wise guy, you would never hear anything if they came to kill you. They always came as your friends. They came with a smile. Yeah. Like they never were straight up when they killed someone. They were always like, hey, let's go do a thing. Like, you know, not gonna spoil anything. We saw it in Goodfellas and in, in Sopranos. Hey, we're taking you to a strip club. Yeah. Bam, we whack you. Like it's never an upfront confrontation. It's always hiding behind this guise of family, friendship, love, loyalty.
1: Yeah. It's so interesting to, to see too, like when the human survival instinct comes out, like when you know something's wrong. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's so interesting to see that portrayed on screen when like somebody is in that position that was seconds ago, so safe and so comfortable. And then just all of a sudden they know that they're in danger. You know, I love that. Yeah, it's it's insane.
0: It's so good. But yeah, after Henry grows up, then we get into the the next section of the movie, which I uh, like to dub The Good Times. It's, uh, right, like I imagine Henry's. The one thing about this movie is it is a little hard to tell what decade they're in because Joe Pesci is way too old to be in this (sighs) movie. That's, if I'm going to give it any criticism, and it's not a real criticism because Pesci is perfect in this movie. Yeah. But he's supposed to be, like, him and ta and and ray Liotta are the same they're age when they're kids be, yeah and then all of a sudden ray is like 24 and pesci's like 41
1: i'm not gonna lie that did throw me off for a second because yeah. i was like wait is he supposed to be that kid and i yeah it's it very
0: confusing and it's not you know at the end of the day uh, on paper yes i guess it is bad casting but because of it's pesci and what he did with the role yeah i think it's perfect yeah um and uh what they said Henry Hill said probably the biggest difference between real life, though, is the real Tommy was big and very scary. Like, he was, like, 6'4 and, like, 220 pounds. Like, he fucked people up. And so they rewrote it so he'd be more of, like, uh a hothead. A hothead with, like, a Napoleon complex. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he was a hothead, too. So mm-hmm. the way he acted was the same. He just wasn't a small man like Pesci was. Interesting. So, but like, they were just like, we got to have Pesh. So that's like, that's how good he was that they were like, we don't care that you're too old, and we don't care that you don't look anything like this character. <laughs> that's how fucking yeah. good you are.
1: He brings the, as you say, he br- brought the ruckus. Is yep. that what you say?
0: I do say that. <laughs> I mean, Wu-Tang says it. I just, oh. I just say what Wu-Tang says. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, they say bring the motherfucking ruckus. Oh, okay. So.
1: Oh, it's centered <laughs> anyway, freaking everyone should be taking notes on narration here because narration is fine, but you got to add some flavor. You got to add some pizzazz. It's got to add to the story. Yeah. When he introduces that guy two times. Oh. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, I mean that whole sequence. Like, we, we it's like, a great sequence. Yeah, we got to start this. We'll All right. So this is what I was saying. <laughs> Everyone's talked about this. You know, there's not much to say other than it's one of the great steady cam shots in film history. All right. Uh, you know me I love I love good camera work I love good techniques but when it's used to properly tell the story at the same time because yeah. that scene is the first time after him and Karen finally start getting along you know they we meet Karen a little earlier they have some some rough ups Yes Tony's well, therapist Yeah we'll talk about her um but this is the scene where like she's being introduced to the kind of life he lives and so the camera is like her. Like th- because it's done in one shot, it's because it's her first time experiencing what this life is of getting in the back door, mm-hmm. everybody saying hello to Henry, him sliding money all around, greasing pockets, everyone loves you, kisses on the cheek. Yeah. You know, they get a special table brought out to them instead of waiting online. As soon as they sit down, the fanciest bottle comes and someone from the table cheers as them. Yeah. And like she it's her getting wrapped up in this mafia lifestyle that we already saw him get wrapped up in as a child. Yeah. And by doing it in one take, it's so overwhelming to us as a viewer, we're now her. Yes. And the narration... We're actually talking about two different sequences, so I fucked up. The the part where we meet all those different oh, people, yeah, that those is a different, different sequence. Different. But I already started this, so let's just okay. wrap it up. <laughs> but Because this is the first time we're getting her narration. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's like now the movie completely switches gears to be like, now we're going to see it through her eyes and kind of experience. Right. Like, we're going to believe why... She fell in love with his life.
1: For sure. But yeah, that first time that it happened, when it's going through the bar, and this is when we first see Henry as an adult. He's going through and showing us all the big timers or whatever. Yeah, and
0: they cut through everyone's names, and they all kind of look at the camera and acknowledge it. I love that moment. Like, like like the camera's not anybody, but, like, it is, you know? It
1: is, and it's great because freaking movies these days, they just focus on the main character, a couple of side characters, and that's it. But this is actually building the world. We might not see these characters ever again, but, like, it makes me... Believe that this world exists because of all these people in it. You know, it's not empty at all. I just feel like you could just drop it and like go to somebody else.
0: And the fucking the names of these like we only see everybody for a fraction of a second all we get is their name and them saying one thing but i've watched this sequence so many times and you could invent hours of backstory in these people just on their names you know what i mean yeah i mean uh, spoiler alert that's gonna be my best worst so Uh... and uh, what i think we'll do though is i think we'll pause and rewatch it because then on your first watch you're not gonna be able to memorize i only know one everybody remembers gotta get the papers get the papers (laughs) (laughs) this is the best
2: anthony stabile Frankie Carbone. And then there was Mo Black's brother, Fat Andy. And his guys, Frankie the Wop. Freddie No Nose. And then there was Pete the Killer, who was Sally Balls' brother. And you had Nicky Eyes. And Mikey Francesi. And
1: Jimmy two times, who got that nickname because he said everything twice, like... I'm
0: going to go get the papers. Get the papers. Come on, they
1: Oh, man. Oh, I mean, props to those. Like, my, I tip my hat to those actors, really, because I feel like they really yeah. dug into who is my character, what's their backstory. Yeah.
0: And I just love some of them. It's like, there's Nicky eyes, and he just has real big glasses. Like, you know? <laughs> it's just Nicky eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the nickname it's so but good the papers, like, it was so stupid but uh in, in college anytime I, I couldn't like hang out because i had like a paper deal i'd always be like i can't hang out i gotta go write the papers write the papers <laughs> oh <laughs> my god that's hilarious <laughs> gotta go write the papers write the papers
1: <laughs> 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 what a weird characteristic <laughs> it's, it's
0: just, got, fuck i can't make, i can't remember his first name uh, oh, the actor? No, no. Like his name is like something two times, like Jimmy Joe, Two Times. Was it Jimmy? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Two Times. <laughs> he got the name, and like, he says everything two times. <laughs> he got the papers, Got the papers. <laughs> So good. <laughs> and it's really like if they brought him back, it would lose the funny. You yeah, know? Like, for sure. Like if he showed up later and he's like, "Who died? Who died? Who died?" You know, you're I mean? like, <laughs> all right. all right." <laughs> Jimmy Two Times. I mean, it reminds me of all time greatest Simpsons side character, only ever been in one episode. Yeah, uh, his fucking name is. Uh, There's mafia characters in *Sopranos* in, soprano, in yeah. *Simpsons*. Uh-huh. Like Fat Tony, I, I played the clip on the baby's day out. Yeah, and one of his side guys, his name is Johnny Tight Lips, and his only <laughs> thing is he never, he never talk about nothing. He never snitches. So it be like, it'll be like, hey Johnny, how's your flight? And he goes, I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put best of fucking Johnny Tight Lips right now.
2: Ah, my joisy muscle. It's so good to see you. Did you have a nice flight, Johnny Tightlips? I ain't saying nothing. I understand. How is your mother? Oh, hey, who says I have a mother? Very well.
0: Let's do this thing. Johnny Tightlips, can you see the shooter? I see a lot of things. You know, you could be a little more helpful. <laughs>
2: I have learned that someone in this room is a squealer.
0: We've narrowed it down to either Johnny Tightlips or Frankie the Squealer. Okay, it's me. I can't help it. I just like squealing. Johnny clips where'd they hit you? I ain't saying nothing. But what do I tell the doctor? Don't to suck a lemon. So yeah, steady cam shots in this, beautiful. The world building is amazing. Like they just, like you said, they're always peppering in just little aspects. People have inside conversations. You see people having like arguments in the back. And you're like, what are they fighting about? You yeah, know, like, I don't yeah. even know.
1: <laughs> and one thing I learned about like mafia movies in general, or I mean, I think a characteristic that, is true for all of these movies is that these guys play it so cool and like they're taking care of business but like they're relaxing you know yeah when they move fast you know something's up uh-huh. you know like <laughs> so i'm like oh my god what's happening you yeah. know
2: <laughs> it's so cool.
1: i i really love that
0: what i also love too, just in like a broad sense is and again what i think made this different than other mafia movies before it is they really does kind of focus on these three guys mostly, Tommy, Henry, and uh, fucking Jimmy. Yes. Um, like you're really kind of focusing on them, and like you don't even really realize it at first. But the movie is kind of about like the toll this life takes on their psyche and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, that was never really explored in mafia movies before. They were always cool on the outside because that's just how they were. But we never really got that kind of, you know. Broken record, Sopranos* again. They, you know, the it's about a mafia man at a therapist, right. and like that's unheard of. Everyone thinks it's insane because like you don't talk about these kind of things. So it's it's really cool that they're focusing on just these three people, like and like how they're dealing with each situation. To the point where, like, I never really even realized that they don't even tell you, like, the name of their mafia family. Like, we don't Mm -hmm. learn anything about, really, the big picture. They're very, like, three, like, low-level kind of, like, soldiers who are just figuring out ways to make money. And I like that because instead of kind of glamorizing the mafia, as, like, in in The Godfather, it's all very much about, like, this is our family. There's four other families. We're part of the five families. If this person from this family is a lieutenant and he does this to us, then we have to take him out. You know, it's very Mm -hmm. focused on that. And this movie's, like, not at all. Like, we get a little bit that Billy Batts is part of the Gambino family, but, mm. like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, like I truly don't know the name of the crime family that Henry and Jimmy and those guys are in. Mm. Um, so I like that it's it's really a personalized look as opposed to being, like, this is how the day-to-day it, it operates. And it's this well-oiled machine. It's kind of just, like, it's I don't know. Am I making sense?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I do like the big boss, though. What's his name?
0: Pauly. Polly. Yeah, Paulie. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I did forget though that Robert de Niro's character uh Jimmy is like a little bit older than those two guys yeah. th- of the main three so well, it, it was interesting to see like how he was like sort of the high I don't know they looked up to him and then eventually they are all sort of on the same level yeah you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah that's uh, yeah and they, they kind of show you by having De Niro be de Niro in the opening scenes on their kids yeah you know and they're yeah. still kids but yeah and it's cool because it's like I think it's when we get into kind of the whole getting made and what that means and why Jimmy and Henry can't get made because they're not, like, fully Sicilian. It's, like, there's probably some, like, Irish shit that kind of kept them, like, uh, as a low-level guy and things like that. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, that's Um, cool.
1: I got to say, I fell for the funny bit. When Joe Pesci Ooh, was like why am I funny? Classic. I really thought he was turning on a Henry. That's
0: one of the best scenes.
1: But also freaking Ray loves to fake laugh. Like yeah. I was really <laughs> taken aback by how much like of his laughing it was like very like, like very
0: pronounced, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I couldn't tell if I liked it or hated it. <laughs> like I I think a little bit of both, yeah. if I'm being All honest.
0: Right. <laughs> I, I don't know if I hate it, but it's definitely something you remember. <laughs> the way he left. <laughs> but yeah, that funny. Like you you fell for it. Yeah, I, I totally so fell good, for peshy. it. Like
1: I, that what that's like acting inception.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and like it's so good too, cause it's Instead of, like, shooting it up close, he's showing you all the people around them in, like, a medium shot. So you're yeah. seeing everyone else kind of get scared. Also, like, they're all like, oh, shit, this is actually serious. Yeah. Um, so this actually, um, Pesci pitched this because apparently he was a waiter and this happened to him. Oh. Pretty much the same way, where like some mobsters were hanging out, like just like cracking jokes and stuff, and one was telling a really hilarious story, and he was listening, and it ended, and he told the guy he was funny, and like literally to a T that it went down the exact same way, where he got in his face, and he was like, "Are you?" he wasn't really, like, kidding as much, yeah. but he didn't, like, hurt him. Like, you know, he, he didn't really end up with them laughing where he was just like, but he was like, don't ever fucking come out and tell me I'm funny. Like, yeah. you know, like, that's a weakness, you know? I
1: was like, oh, my God, funny how? <laughs> yeah. Get the words out.
0: Get the words out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're funny the way you tell it. How the <laughs> fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? <laughs> I amuse you. I'm here to amuse you. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. So good. So good at yeah. acting. That's why he gets that Oscar. <laughs> Fucking Pesci, baby. That's why it also confused me because it took me a while too to realize that Pesci was too old to play this role. Uh Because even in that scene too when someone tries to like stick up for Henry, like, you know what he means and he's like, Whoa, whoa, he's a big boy. He can answer for himself. Like that's something you would say if somebody if you knew someone when they were a kid and now they're an adult. For sure. But you wouldn't really say it to someone if they were the same age as you. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be like, well, he's a big boy. Like, you know. So I was always just like, yeah, how old is this motherfucker? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah.
1: No, I agree with that. I'll
0: I'll take it. I'll take a fucking 40 year old, 20 year old.
1: Yeah. For some reason though, I don't know why I thought that Henry was going to grow up to be a genuine like loving guy. So when he met freaking, what's her name in this movie? Karen. Karen. Karen!
0: (laughs) What's the matter with you? Still gonna go out.
1: I thought he was actually (laughs) gonna like love her like the nice way. (laughs) 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 Okay. Like the nice way. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well. (laughs) But when they, I love how you
0: just think these like ruthless fucking criminals are gonna be like nice.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how I found (laughs) you. Are you not nice? Am I like?
0: I'm not a ruthless criminal (laughs) mob. Don't fuck people up for money. But like,
1: how did I? How did? (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, uh, but I love the surprise narration from her. Yeah,
0: yeah. That was was cool.
1: I was like, oh man, she's like more in this movie? You
0: yeah, because yeah, I, I told you I told you that she was in the movie, but I didn't really tell you like how big of a role.
1: No. Yeah. Of course her being a hothead is what turned him on. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, she's so good in this movie. Yeah.
1: But it was so nice to see this uh I keep calling her the therapist. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Karen smile. Yeah. Like watching Sopranos simultaneously she's is so like serious oh. all the time. Yeah.
0: She's, either, she's either deadpan or scared. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, oh, this is comforting. I know yeah. it won't last, but it's comforting. It,
0: or even just like how like animated she is in this movie, because like you know, yeah. she she's playing the role of like the stone therapist on that. So For sure. Um Yeah, she's fucking great. She's a great like, beginning, like, kind of matchup for Henry. Mm-hmm. Scorsese always called those actors the kids. <laughs> Cause, cause, like, everyone else, were like, his friends and stuff, and, like, older people say, like, get the kids out here, whenever <laughs> he wanted, like, them to.
1: I don't know how much, I mean, he probably has a lot of power in the titles of his movies, but I gotta say, I love how straightforward his titles are. Yeah. Good fellas. <laughs> King of Comedy.
0: taxi driver. <laughs> like
1: it's just like telling you what it is, you know.
0: Irish. <laughs> <laughs> the Irishman. It's What's not around? like from It's
1: not like perks of being a wallflower. <laughs> it's like what is that about? Nah. You know, it's just good fellas. <laughs> yeah, I
0: love it. Apparently they changed the title because they were gonna call it Wise Guy after the book, Ooh. but uh, apparently there was a TV show at the same time that just came out called Wise Guy. Nah, nobody knows what it is. And then Brian De Palma made a movie called Wise Guys like two years before it, so they <laughs> were just like, "Fuck
2: it, wasn't it it. worth
0: it." Goodfellas is a way better name. Like, yeah, because like I've heard Wise Guy a million places, like Goodfellas. Oh, like yeah. I haven't heard other people say that unless it's about this.
1: <laughs> What's up, Goodfella?
0: Yeah. But yeah, we're during all these good times moments. We're just seeing more crimes, more craziness. The robbing uh, fucking like the airport and shit. Like that's all lost. And it's not because like these robberies. They're so old school. Like they're literally just like putting guns on truck drivers and then driving away like yeah. it's not like it's not these like complicated te- technology heists that we've seen I
1: gotta <laughs> note the racism here <laughs> oh, when, yeah. when they when they pin it on black oh dudes. for sure yeah. oh jesus christ yeah, they know what they were i doing. mean i know they're being authentic to the time but it still hurts <laughs> <It's forced. laughs> <laughs> what i was saying before i mean this movie doesn't really challenge it that much but we do have to acknowledge the fact that Karen was on track to sort of marry into maybe a a fellow Jewish family or like her neighbor across the street who was sort of like on the same level of education and wealth as her. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think this movie was hinting at the fact that, you know, even though he's this clean cut, nice guy, he does sexually assault her and, and, freaking Henry's the one to beat him up and set him straight. So it's kind of like, yes, he's the bad guy, but he's also like, uh, the good guy.
0: Yeah, and it's yeah, it's also saying that like you know, you just because on the on the outside you look like you're you're a normal like good member of society it doesn't yes. necessarily mean you are. Exactly. But I love yeah, they don't spend too much time on the class difference, but I just love how like it visually represents it when they're at the country club mm. and Henry's going to put like five hundred dollars cash down and she's like, no, no, you just sign for it here, and like everyone's looking at him like, what the fuck is this goomba <laughs> dropping cash with this jewelry? You know, like yeah. he's so out of play, like, even though he's quote unquote made it and he's not like a bum. It's like. He's still, he's never going to be in that society. Right, it's, right. It's. She has to come into his world. He's not going into her world. <laughs> you know? And the wedding scene, like, it just seems so Oh, so wild. the wedding. All, all that money they were getting.
1: <laughs> Nobody's going to steal that here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they better not. <laughs> when the Oh No track started playing, I don't know what it, it <laughs> might have been at the wedding.
0: The Oh No track.
1: So this, you know, the Oh No trend on TikTok. <laughs> Which we'll put right here.
0: I don't know if I don't know if our listeners are are, are uh, they cross, know cross pollinating <laughs> Jesus, what the fuck? I can't talk. Pollinating cross pollinating with TikTok.
1: Everyone knows. Everyone's heard it by now.
0: Alright. Yeah, we'll play it here. <laughs>
1: When that came on, I was like, "Oh snap!" Scorsese setting trends before trends. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: how, now the kids are like, "I don't know how to feel about him. He hates Marvel, but he started a TikTok uh, <laughs> trend." Hates-
1: I've never seen this because obviously they're they're married. They have a, a nice life now. There's he's still doing what he does when. They get hit when their group gets hit and they go to prison. Yeah. I've never seen this depiction of prison <laughs> yeah. before where it's basically like a frat house that they're living yep. in, making meals together and living together every it's day. It's pretty
0: crazy. It's yeah. like, I remember the first time I saw that shit, I was like, what the
1: fuck it, is going on? Is that, so is that true? Yeah. Like,
0: so it's wild. I They were even saying like some of the people who've like delved into it where they were like. Like they all assumed like that was one part where Martin Scorsese was taking some liberty and yeah. like trying to tell a, a, a crazier story, but by all accounts, like they even re- interviewed some guards from back then, and it was a hundred percent true. Like the penal system was just so much more like fucked up back then, where you could bribe your way through anything. And so it, they said it used to cost them uh, anywhere from two to three thousand dollars a month to the guards to have that set up. Whoa. And then they also had to like pay for like all that food and stuff. Yeah. And because they couldn't make any money on the outside, they were actually going broke real fast in jail. And they don't really go into it, but that's what started Henry selling the drugs in jail because he needed to keep paying for this like gangster oh. lifestyle. So yeah, it was a 100% true. Like Wow. They, they all, like that's private quarters. Like they got to cook their own food and shit like that. That's freaking yeah. ridiculous. Isn't that wild?
1: I, I was like a 100% no way that's true.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. I'm telling you, um, pretty much everything you see happened. The only thing is that other things were cut out. Mm. I'll kind of explain it more when we get to the end.
1: Okay. Okay. Cool.
0: But uh, yeah, that's pretty wild.
1: I don't know why freaking Karen didn't just up and leave.
0: What? What? What part? There were so many parts.
1: <laughs> I know there were so many. Well, op- I mean,
0: she literally has that voice of where she's like, "I know so many women, like a lot of my girlfriends, who the second their boyfriend gave them a gun to hide, they would leave." Yeah. He's, he's like, "But I got, I can't lie, you know." Me on. what
1: i've realized is danger does not turn me on it does <laughs> quite the opposite <laughs> oh, so
0: i don't funny. like it that's so i don't funny. like it at all oh, that's great.
1: <laughs> um yeah. what were you telling me about that garlic technique that they were doing? Oh, the I, was, razors. I was
0: joking that uh in, in the Wolfpack, the movie about uh, oh, okay, Govinda okay. and all them, they loved the movie so much that they were like, oh, we only make our sauce the way they do in Goodfellas. <laughs>
1: I kind of want to, I mean, I'm not going to cut garlic with a razor like that, but like I kind of want to cook my garlic with like super thin, you know, cook, so cook it melts a, in. Cook a
0: little Goodfellas? Yeah. You see why I was saying like, you're going to want like sauce and shit when you're watching uh, this yeah. movie? yeah this and in the end there's so much sauce talk like, Oh my god, i could use the sauce
1: oh it's so fun
0: you put too much onions in the sauce <laughs> i didn't put too many. i put about three onions paulie yeah i guess he was a first timer i think it's easier i, I like that where you kind of what else stuck it out to you um there's so much i spent so much time i can't i can't just be like and then this happens
1: i well, no i mean i kind of just have general thoughts like is that prison real? So much stuck out to me. And what amazes me about this movie is that so much is going on so quickly. Yeah. Like it amazes me how you could watch a movie today and it's so freaking slow and they're only focusing on one plot point. Yeah. But this has like 10 million plot points and they're all moving so quickly. Yeah. And like you get, you don't miss anything.
0: No, you really don't. I mean, that's unless you're just like passively watching it. Like I did when I was 14, (laughs) but yeah, as long as you just pay some attention, But, yet, Scorsese was taking a lot of cues uh, from, like, that's what, like, the French were doing kind of in the 60s and 70s. -hmm. They were doing uh, just tons of, like, super fast cutting and not worrying too much about kind of continuity and things like that. Just making it very frenetic to watch. So he kind of took that idea. And you can even see, like, this movie actually has a lot of continuity errors in terms of, like, someone's holding a phone and then it comes back to them and they're not holding the phone and things like that. But Scorsese literally said, like, oh, I know, and I, like, don't care because I'm going for this very fast-moving style of storytelling. And my little own twist on it, too, is that we are getting Henry's telling us this story. So I actually find it's a cool little thing that if everything isn't 100% perfect. Oh. So, you know, like, the way someone tells you a story, they might not always remember, like, oh, oh, wait, no, he actually wasn't in the middle of a phone call, you know? Right, so like, right, right. Like, I almost look at it as, like, the editing is kind of complimenting us, getting us slightly... Not unreliable story, but at least a story only from one person where no one could cooperate it. For sure. So I think it a cool little touch. Hmm. Where were you, because um, there's, there's so much like exploding of violence in this. Like, Yes. How, how did you, how were you in like tracking Joe Pesci? Like from right off Jesus the bat, were you Christ. just like, I fucking hate this guy? Or was there one of his crimes that really made you go like, all right, guy? Yeah. <sighs>
1: It's really it's weird because I I didn't care for his character like the the acting was brilliant I'm not yeah. saying like I don't
0: what are you, you prejudice <laughs> against Italians but I was in his day and age <laughs> you believe that
1: I I was oddly very protective in my head of Henry where it where that like I didn't want him to spend as much time with him yeah. as he was uh-huh. so I was like oh man like as long as you stay away from this character you'll be all right you you're, know you're
0: like you're like uh, Karen's mom. Like, who are these people? <laughs> who stays out all night? You're a bad man.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. And he was like a classic mama's boy, too, like going home
2: oh,
0: <laughs> to that eat scene.
1: a meal. That like, scene. when his mom's like, why don't you go find yourself a lady, a wife? And he's like, I got you, ma. Is that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: it to settle down every night. Next day, I settle uh, down. Uh, that's, yeah. uh, that's, and his mom's loving it. Yeah, that's Mrs. Scorsese. Oh, is it? Yeah.
1: Oh. That's his mom.
0: That's his cute. His mom's the best. That was, like, modeled after, like, especially I was watching that uh, Spielberg documentary, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about, like, the old days in the 70s when all the the filmmakers would hang out and, like, go, like, you would just go to... Scorsese's house, and his mom would be cooking up a big meal, and De Niro would pop in, and then Harvey Keitel, and then Spielberg and Lucas, <laughs> and she'd just be like feeding meatballs and telling old stories of Italy, and like that's that's kind of like he wanted to he again he wanted to put like a little more human touch to this where right. it's like oh, these, it's like so as successful. as crazy and psychotic as Tommy is he's still like a person with a mom yeah. and like you know and it, it like breaks my heart too sorry the mom just like because they say it's like three in the morning. Mm -hmm. And she hears them come home, and she's so excited that her son's, like, even in the house... She just like starts cooking up this meal, like you yeah. know what I mean. Like it's so like sad. Where like I I bet she knows like how oh, insane she, her son is too. She freaking has But like to. she's got like that mom logic where she lies to herself. She's like, oh, but I love my son when no. he comes to visit. Hate that. Yeah, but that scene is so. I j- I just knew
1: that wh- whatever bad turns w- that would happen in this movie, it would a hundred percent because be-, be because of Pesci and not because of Henry. Yeah. I mean, not a hu- not completely yeah, I, true. I, I,
0: yeah, I don't think it plays out the way, but. I I can see why you thought yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I mean, just from from that, what am, what's funny about me yeah. scene? I was like, oh man, this is the guy. So when we come to another bar scene where he basically confronts this Billy Bats. yeah, in at the bar and, and just your loses shine box it. Box scene. Jesus oh, Christ!
0: Go get your fucking shine box, yeah, you motherfucker! Like just want <laughs>
1: I mean, that guy was not helping the situation now, at now all. Now do you
0: get why, when I was telling you why it was so hard for Joe Pesci to not curse in Home Alone? Yeah. When he had to go, fucking
1: Joe jump. Because <laughs> he just came off
0: this movie where he like, you fucking mutt, you fucking cocksucker, piece of
1: fuck. <laughs> it would be so funny if, like, in real life, he was just like, hello. Yeah. You know,
0: like, just <laughs> super nice. He's like, Martin, Martin, please. Um, I would just look at the script. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> my apologies, my apologies. You know, just apologizing. <laughs> all left right, away. um,
0: on your cue, action, motherfucker, fucker.
1: Ah! <laughs> uh, so but when yeah, the, when the whooping of
0: Billy bats. Yeah,
1: and at this point, so much had happened that I forgot about the opening scene. Really, you know? Yeah,
0: nice. Yo, I just want to bring up too how much I feel like almost all impressions of robert de niro come from this movie (laughs) you know what i mean like i don't think people were really doing like the classic robert de niro impression until like he's so iconic and all of his like movements in this it's just so easy to like mimic you know like Uh like just the way he's like he's stomping out billy bats like that angle looking up at him with the food like i feel like people do that all the time like hey come here you like that kind of shit yeah a little bit you insulted him a little bit like that (laughs) kind of shit bobby thanks for inviting me For ice cream. Oh, it's no promise. My guilty pleasure. I like ice cream. I love ice cream. (laughs) Yeah, but 31 flavors?
2: This is gonna be tough.
0: It's tough to say. It's tough to do. Well, you want mint chocolate chip? How about some mint chocolate chip? Bobby, I like mint, but I don't like chocolate especially when it's in little chips. You see, I'm not sure. I, I like chocolate. I don't like mint. Mint reminds me of toothpaste. This is not what I'm trying to think about. When I mean, ice cream It's store different things. No good. It's a bad mix. Bad flavor. It's no good. It's, it's Bobby! Ice Bobby! What kind of cone are you going to get? Going to get a sugar cone? Get a waffle cone? Maybe eat your ice cream out of a cup? Bobby, so many choices. What are you going to do? <laughs> Try to figure it out. Waffle cone's too big. I don't want a big meal. It's too big
2: for an ice cream cone. I a nice little treat. I don't like the cup. The spoon scraping on the styrofoam. It annoys me. So, by process of elimination, I'm going to have to go with the sugar cone.
0: They're going to give me sugar cone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they up Billy Bats. Jesus.
1: I thought they were going to let it go. I'm sorry, Henry. I was such a noob.
0: I'm sorry, Henry. I didn't mean to get blood on your floor. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yo, I just want to go back. I know we're jumping around, but back to the mom's house. The painting. The painting pain is the greatest painting. <laughs> you got one dog looking one way. The other dog's looking the other way. The guy's like, what do you want from me? <laughs> 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 the best.
1: I'm just happy that I finally understand our friend's halloween costume yeah. from like two years oh, ago yeah. <laughs> buddy
0: alex shows up he's the old man he's got the wig the clothes and then he's got two framed oh no no not framed uh two cardboard dogs looking each way i was like oh like <laughs> i still remember too because i called you over i knew you weren't gonna get up and i'm like masha look at this this dog's looking at that way this dog's looking at this way and alex did here. like what do you want from me yeah and you were like what i was <laughs> like dogs <laughs> cute <laughs> but um yeah, I just fucking love everything about that scene. Well, yeah, because yeah. you find where he gets the butcher knife—the one that surprised you in the beginning. Yeah, I like, was like, he no. hit a little deer. We gotta cut off his his alarm. What's it called? Hoof. Yeah, yeah. Hoof. <laughs> 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 the just, uh, just right in the middle of eating. Their hoof. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Their ability to eat in between crimes <laughs> blows oh my, my mind. It's so good. He just had a bloody shirt on. I hate oh, that.
0: Oh man. Yeah, they take a Billy bats. We also get uh fucking spider uh christopher from the sopranos We get yeah. that scene that's where you get more He's, just unhinged, patchy, uh, He's
1: so unhinged and nobody's like willing to step up to like tell him
0: yeah i know it's insane
1: everyone's scared of him
0: i know what's uh so when i said like every all this is true and they just omitted some stuff by all accounts from what i've read Jimmy was actually way more of, like, a sick fuck than Tommy was. Mm. Like, in terms of being, like, a violent hothead who flew off the handle and killed people. I mean, we kind of see it later with how the killing spree goes on. But they purposely chose, like, for the film to kind of all that focus on pesci just because it wouldn't work as good if they were both crazy and could kill at any moment you know right. what i mean so they kind of made De Niro a little bit more cool and reserved even though mm-hmm. in reality he was kind of known for flying off the handle just as much as tommy was
1: so when you put those guys together in real life that must have been yeah it, awful. Wasn't, it wasn't great whoa
0: um but yeah man fucking christopher gets shot little spider
1: yeah i i freaking love that he went out you know, standing up for himself. <laughs> Why don't
0: you go fuck yourself, Tommy? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's a classic.
2: Where's the world coming to?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. Sorry, yeah, you know, yeah, folks. Yeah. We have so I, I already put so many clips in. I know it. I didn't yeah. even put the clips in yet. I put them in later. <laughs> but I already know I did it. That's how many other in there.
1: Oh my god! But when Pesci is so good at acting, he we know this. But like, he played it so cool. He was mad, quiet, letting everyone like. Give off good banter. Yeah. And then he just shot. Oh, Jesus well, it's Christ. Like, I
0: mean, because I've seen it so many times. He doesn't shoot him until De Niro really starts giving him shit. Yeah. It's like, because first he gives Spider the money. And he's like, yeah, don't take no shit from nobody. But it wasn't until he's like, you going to take that? You're going to let this punk kid do that to you? What's the world coming to? Yeah. And that's when he thats when he shoots him. I and he's just it. like, I'm busting your balls. He's like, how do I know? Just
1: <laughs> I hated to see him die. Yeah. That sucked.
0: And yeah. like, like that, like that happened to a T. Like, like. Literally, they said, Marty, let them improvise all that scene during rehearsals, but the only scripted line was, go fuck yourself, Tommy, because Spider really did say that. Wow. Like, in real life, and they're like, yeah, we got to keep that.
1: Spider, R.I.P.
0: Yeah. All right, so this, again, we're uh, jumping all over the place, but the kind of killing of Billy Bats and these escalating violence things, I, to me, it's like the turning point of this movie of where everything's going up for these guys and everything's going real good up until...
1: Except Henry's marriage.
0: Well, yeah. I'm <laughs> talking about, like, crime-wise. Yeah. Now everything's going to start going downhill, so I say we'll just talk about the rest of the movie in spoiler section.
1: So Pesci gets what's coming to him.
0: Oh! Oh! First of all, he's getting made today.
1: Uh, I can't believe he... They... I mean, I was like... I guess being brutal, like a brutal murderer gets you up like in the rankings like oh, i completely yeah, yeah. believed it i didn't oh, know i did too the first time
0: i saw oh it. Yeah? yeah yeah there's okay, no way cool. I, I thought yeah, it's been so long since the billy bats thing yeah and like they already went up there and like moved the body once and stuff like that yeah so yeah i just i didn't see i didn't see it coming Oof, even to the, to the first time i saw it where i said i couldn't follow the movie like i wasn't paying attention to the name, so like i didn't even know why they killed him because they were uh... like because it's just the voiceover it was like it was revenge for the murder of bats and i was like i don't know who bats is yeah like, you know like that could have been spider like i don't know. <laughs> But yeah, that shit is, uh, that shit's wild. And then you really see the unraveling of, like, the one time you see De Niro, like, f- upset. Like, uh, truly upset. Like, not yeah. mad, but, like, sad, you know? That's the
1: closest they've gone to talking about their feelings. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but even just the way, like, he's just, like, he calls so excited to find out how it went. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, it's done. He's gone. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, he's gone. He's done. You know, there's nothing I can do. And, like, that's it. That's all you say to, like, your lifelong friend just got yeah. murdered. Yeah. <laughs> <Oof. sighs> and then that this kind of just leads to this whole last section where we see an entire day of Henry's life in 1980 now so it's later and he's pretty much entirely doing drug crimes at this point like he's right. not re- they're not really doing like that many traditional
1: he's got to go in Philly
0: mafia crimes anymore yeah they're doing this thing and Paul Paulie has already warned him that you know don't do drugs don't let anyone do drugs yeah. and the saddest line in the movie to me is when he goes he tells him about the other mob boss who ended up dying in prison just because he knew one of his guys was doing drugs and he didn't know about it. And he's like, that's not going to be me. And we're in the spoiler section. That's exactly what happens to Paulie. Damn. Um, So, uh, yeah, so Henry's doing all these drugs and shit. And then the – I love even the edit. Like, the style of the movie changes in this 1980s drug sequence Mm. where all of a sudden, like – the way the early movies I said kind of felt a little Godfather-y now, like we're in full-blown like Scarface, cocaine-fueled like yeah. insanity era. Like it feels like it's like time has passed. Like it's a whole new era of America. It feels for like.
1: sure, and it lost an element of class. Yeah, as well. Definitely. Like it felt tacky. like even though they
0: had more money. And, like, they had a bigger house and everything was, like, fancier. It still didn't have that level of class that the old ones did. Yeah.
1: I mean, the only bit of class they had going for them is Sam Jackson.
2: (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) What the hell? No one told me Sam Jackson's in The Goodfellas. Like, that is so random to me. Uh,
0: It was 1990. Why does no one
1: talk about that? He was
0: making his bones.
1: All I knew about was Scorsese, Martin De Niro. Martin De Niro. Martin De (laughs) Niro. <laughs> no man, um, I didn't know about that. Sam Jackson was in the yeah, movie. Yeah, he
0: played Stacks. Wow. Yeah, you're always late. You gonna be late for your own fucking funeral. <laughs> We're Jesus. also jumping around so oh, much. Oh, I'm that, so that sorry. That happens like in the middle of the movie. I forgot <laughs> when that happened. It's fine, so that's honestly. Who bad. gives a shit? Let's just because I, I forgot too. Like we barely even talked about the Lufthansa heist and Robert De Niro going on a killing spree. Uh, we, yeah. we went over all of that.
1: It's fine. I mean, <laughs> to be a trash man in that era is all how I have to say yeah, about that. Yeah, exactly.
0: That, that uh. That Lufthansa heist, like that, that actually was, like, at the time, the biggest heist in American history. Like, Mm. they literally robbed $6 million in physical cash. Like, they walked in, five dudes with masks and guns grabbed $6 million and walked out of a door with it. Oof. Like, that's insane. And, and that's, then
1: everybody spent their money immediately. Yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> and that's why, like, as much as, like, Veneer was going crazy and he ended up killing, like, all of his, like, friends, I understood where his paranoia was coming from. Yeah. Because um, apparently, like, I was doing some research on the real thing, and they didn't even know how much money they were going to steal. Like, they just, they knew it was going to be a lot, but they had no idea. They thought maybe a million dollars. So it ended up being six, it was just, like, a lot more eyes were on them than they thought it was going to be. Mm. Like, all of a sudden, the FBI was like, what the fuck? Like, six million went missing? Like, so that's why it was, like, they, they didn't have, like, a plan to stay on the wraps as well. And then um, also, the stuff with, like, Maury asking for his money and all that. Yeah. So, apparently, that was everybody asking for bigger cuts after they learned what they stole. Because uh, at first, they were like, then he was like, I'll give, this, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. And then it ended up being six million instead of one million. And they were like, well, now we want more. And the it was like the greed and the paranoia was part of the reason he was I killing see. all of them because and then uh, that they were saying and that was one of the reasons Henry Hill got to live was because he immediately noticed that people were dying who were asking for their money so he never asked for his money uh, he just he took he took whatever he gave him and he said thank you he never said like hey you owe me more yeah and then he was also making money off his drug connection so he didn't want him if right, he died he there. Was, but he made himself like useful to him as a, you know as opposed to
1: I really appreciate the dark comedy though. Uh Like, just seeing, like, people buying pink Cadillacs and just one after the other. Like, what did I tell you? What did I tell you?
0: Did I tell you not to buy anything? Did I tell you not to buy anything?
1: <laughs> and then just like having that full on <laughs> argument and then somebody else walks in. <laughs> the just the
0: Niro yelling at you. Like I would not want to get dressed down by De Niro. Because like he keeps repeating it. And he's like, did I tell you? Did I tell you not to buy anything? The fuck did I tell you? I told you not to buy anything. And you're just like, I am sorry. I'm sorry. I told you not to buy anything. <laughs> it's just like, there's no way you can get it. Like, what are you going to say? Like, yeah, I know. I fucked up. <laughs> to my mother's day. It was what? <laughs> yeah, Why'd you even say anything, bro? <laughs> I love cause he says it's in his mother's name like four times and then, then you know fully explains why that doesn't matter and yeah. then he's like it was in my mother's name he's like, It was what? <laughs> like he was like you really gonna say that again? Yeah. Oh the killing
1: spree was crazy freaking Yeah,
0: that the montage with with uh, that Layla song playing of all the dead bodies. Yeah. So yeah, that one they were saying uh they were finding bodies for months after that. Like it was insane. Like I think it killed like ten to fifteen people. Like, um, everybody. He was just systematically taking them down.
1: Um, I was, of course, like I mentioned earlier, very disappointed in Henry having all these side chicks. I'm like, God, God you found the one. Stay with the one. If I, if you take away anything <laughs> from Goodfellas.
0: Why, why, why are you putting these weird morals on? He's <laughs> like, these people do whatever they want, whenever they want. I don't know why in this one aspect of life you think they're going to be like angels. I don't know. Because they, they love their mothers so much. Tony Soprano's got Gumar's on the side. I know. I'm uh, disappointed in him (laughs) as well. Every mobster has a (laughs) Gumar. But like, Janice Rossi is a whore. You have a whore living in Eleven. But
1: (laughs) 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 that was great. I loved Karen. (laughs) Rooting for Karen. Team Karen. Oh, I wasn't expecting Henry to actually do the stuff.
0: Oh, the. the I (laughs) mean, I
1: guess everyone was doing it in in the '80s. Is that? I mean,
0: uh, not everybody, but I think if you were selling it, it wasn't that much of a stretch to think you were doing some of it, too. That was...
1: It was kind of sad to see the downfall of him as well. Yeah. In that sense. Oh, my
0: God. Just, uh, like, him going goddamn crazy seeing these helicopters. Yeah. Fuck you. It's like,
1: relax. It's
0: bananas. Relax, guy. And I love how he's, like... He's, like, lost all track of, like, priorities. Like, he's acting... Like, his criminal shit, he's keeping it at, like, the same level of, like, getting the sauce ready for dinner. Yeah. And, like... It's like, it's like, no wonder you're going to get caught, dude. You're acting like all this is, like, life. But, like, half of what you're doing, you should be very careful and calculated. Right. Like, he says earlier to Karen, like, no one goes to prison unless they want to. Like, they only get caught because they're stupid and they're not careful. And, mm-hmm. like, this is the first time in his life he's not careful. To, like, even the point where he's yelling at the girl, I forget her name, the, girl, the new girlfriend, that she's not cleaning the place up and that yeah. there's drugs on every single fucking thing in this house. And then, like, he says it to her, but, like, an old Henry would, like, make sure that shit was cleaned up. Yeah. He just says it and then leaves and, like, makes her throw the fucking drugs at the wall at him. Like, you remember? He, like, steals her money. I forget what he does. Yeah. But, uh, but like, <laughs> he, he goes, ha Yeah, yeah. Like, he goes, ha And she throws it. That was kind of crazy. Uh Yeah, he's just, like, he's not the careful Henry he was in a, before. And, like, it's, like, it's, like does he yeah. want to get caught, like, subconsciously? You know what I mean?
1: It's kind of, kind of over. Yeah. Like he's been lying to f- his boss for like years at this point. Yeah. So y- there's no seri- coming yeah, out of that.
0: Seriously. And but I yeah,
1: I didn't even think about that. Like he's holding, making the sauce at the same level of the crime. Yeah. That's interesting.
0: I didn't it's think like, about that. Yeah. Like I just feel like he doesn't. He doesn't even know where the lines drawn anymore between. Mm. You know, That and that. And also, it doesn't help that he does surround himself by fucking incompetent people, yeah. like like the the babysitter. Oh, I w- hated is it? her. After all the yeah, yeah bullshit, she goes ahead and makes the call from the house phone. Now somebody would know where it is, what time it is, uh, you know. I hated her. I, what's that? After all her yeah, yeah bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's just so fucking manic. He gets arrested, dude. Karen freaking out. Like, the way she's trembling when she's trying to flush the cocaine and hiding the gun in her underwear. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. That's... Do you
1: think she made the right choice? I do.
0: Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, they're, hy-
1: they're hysterical crying. I re- wow.
0: Oh, my God. yeah. That's
1: some great, like, pair act, after- Like, get on my level acting. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. they were on the same level. You don't
0: know when he gets out of jail and uh, and he sees. Uh, and, he, and he's looking for that extra drug. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: When they're crying on the floor, uh-huh. I'm like, wow, you guys are a mess. <laughs> it's so
0: wild. I would have. When you were saying you would have loved the confrontation between Her- Henry and his dad when they were younger, I wanted to see Karen get her mom to put her house up for mortgage to get Henry out of jail. Because we already know what her mom thinks about Henry and his lifestyle. (laughs) So, like, I would have loved it. Because we just see her in the car when they're picking him up, and that's it.
1: Yo, to get... Your daughter gets you to mortgage your house, and then she goes under witness protection? Yeah.
0: Shit. Yep. Forget about it. That's messed up. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) But, yeah, and then fucking Henry becomes a rat. Well, actually, no, before that, we get that fucking amazingly chilling scene where Karen might get whacked by Jimmy. I love how you caught on real fast. Yeah. You caught on real fast.
1: It it was, that was scary. Yeah. Because I didn't know, like, how smart she was at this point in the movie, but it was, I'm glad she got away. Um, But yeah, that was insane. He's just, like, pointing, like, yeah, down that way. Yeah freaking great acting
0: oh my god it's so good yeah it's so scary and just like the way you know they'll always kill you as a friend like mm-hmm. he's telling her to go get some free coats you know and yeah they go in that scary those guys are like talking and then they see her and they're like shh, shh. And it's yeah. like oh my god uh, so scary but yeah then henry goes up to that witness stand when he's talking to that guy about witness protection program you know like when
1: <laughs> that cop was such a jerk but like i understand why
0: that was the real cop who put him in witness protection program? Hell to the no! Yeah, yeah, like like he. They asked him if he wanted to play himself in the movie, and he said, "That yeah. guy's
1: an actor." Who? No, I mean like he's a great actor. Oh wow! Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait
0: what? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I mean, he just had that one scene. Whoa!
1: I really bought it. I yeah. thought that was, a, you know.
0: When he's telling them, like you know, that they're gonna like they gonna see your mother, You're like, no. <laughs> <And he's> like, <laughs> but yeah, did you did you see him snitching coming, or how did that, how did you feel for the first time watching it?
1: No, I did not see the snitching coming. Damn. I thought he was going to get whacked. Yeah. That's how I thought he was going to well, go well, out. Well,
0: that's what he thought, too. He thought for sure he was yeah. no wha- Well, he even said, like, he knew Jimmy was going to send him down to Florida to get mm-hmm. killed. And uh, and then, plus, like, Pauly might have killed him, too. Like, it was just too Yeah. Too crazy. But, yeah, but I man. love
1: the close-ups of them in the courtroom, you know? That was cool.
0: Yeah, and, like, I, I love also how he, how he uh, talks directly to camera right at this very end where, like, Oh. He continues the narration, but like in the courtroom.
1: I gotta say that threw me off. I didn't like that. What? Yeah. That so cool. Because I wasn't expecting it. Like he just like s- stood up and like started walking. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it just threw me off in the moment.
0: Cinematic. <sighs> ah, what's the matter with you? You don't have a cinema?
1: <laughs> you know, like when. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know when someone's like waving across the room, uh-huh. and you're like. Are they waving at me? Like that's how I felt watching the movie. I was like, "Wait, is he talking to someone in the movie or me?"
0: (laughs) I like they let you know like it's over. The Movie's over. (laughs) Um, and then we go right into the um his little fucking monologue where I guess you're supposed to feel bad for him, but I don't at all. Where he's like, "I got to wait for everything now. I ordered spaghetti marinara Um, sauce and I got egg noodles and ketchup. I'm a schnook like everyone else. I'm like, yeah, you fucking, you're lucky. You're a schnook. You're lucky you're not dead." Yeah. I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts in my final wrap ups about Henry Hill Ooh. and just like just the, just the way the movie kind of portrays him and, and all that stuff. And the uh, a little cool little trivia, though, is yeah, that last shot when we see Henry standing on his lawn and then it cuts to Joe Pesci kind of in like a old school gang, like 1930s gangster outfit. and He's shooting a six shooter at the screen. Uh-huh. Remember that? Yeah, that's a, uh, like a reference to the Great Train Robbery, which is a really, really, really old movie. They kind of consider it one of the first, like, narrative movies where it actually had, like, a plot you could follow. Right. It's like these robbers rob a train, basically. But it ends with someone kind of staring right at the camera and shooting, kind of simulating, like, shooting the audience. Oh. Uh, and there's a lot of re- – like, there's a lot of – it's open to interpretations because these never said, like, what it means. But, but yeah, there's a lot of, like, different ways you can read it's it. Like it's like we know too cool.
1: much now?
0: I No, I don't even think it's that. I think it's more kind of – my interpretation of it – again, this is completely just the way I read it is, like – Like I said earlier about this movie, attempting to not glamorize the mafia lifestyle and, like, show you the bad side and and the fun parts, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, is kind of him changing the narrative where most movies before this about gangsters, they were always pretty cool. Gangsters in movies were always kind of, like, kids wanted to be them. It was fun to watch. Even if they died in the end, it was always kind of, like, oh, they died in a blaze of glory. Like, it's badass, you know? Like, they don't really, like, show, like the underbelly of it. Mm -hmm. And so I almost feel like this... And Scorsese is such a film buff. He he probably thinks the start of that is The Great Train Robbery. It's one of the first narrative movies and it's not a coincidence. It's about criminals robbing a train. right? And so I almost... To me, this is like him kind of bookending that era of us like idolizing these gangsters and more like kind of seeing them as like both like monsters and as like broken human beings. Mm. And so... To me, the grain train robbery is the start of it, and then Scorsese with this movie is him being like, and now like we're gonna like bookend it, like with Joe Pesci by having Joe Pesci do it, like saying like that era's is over. Almost interesting. Where like Joe Pesci is kind of a character. I mean, he got an Oscar for this, and people do uh, like idolize his character for probably the wrong reasons, just because probably tons of people who watch this just think, oh, he's so crazy. I love him. He's <laughs> badass. And so it's like you know it's we're starting to get things, and you know Soprano showed that where. We're showing the inner side of these gangsters instead of just like, look how cool they are. They have this gun. Right. I don't know. That's my take. All right. Yeah. Should we jump uh, a little Best Worst?
1: Let's do it.
0: All right. Well, I got to go Best Worst Mobster in the tracking shot where we get introduced to all the guys. Oh, my God. We've we've done our research and rewatched it just to make sure we got the names right. Yeah. Yeah. And we already kind of said Jimmy two times is the best one. He is
1: absolutely so the best he's one. He's my
0: best one, but I picked the second best because, of course, he's the best one. Oh, you I did? Mean, yeah, yeah, All right,
1: right, all right. I'll pick a second as well.
0: Mine, uh, and again, we're going by, by the names and we're not, but one, because it just makes me ask the most questions, is Frankie the Wop yeah because wop is a slang term for an italian so what makes him so italian <laughs> that he's the wop you know what <laughs> i mean like 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 they're all italian as fuck so like what did he do like yeah. like, oh, that's get a WAP. Woof. <laughs> like maybe he's actually from italy like you know like the rest of them are American. is that
1: your second best you're saying yeah yeah okay like,
0: like, like of all the names i'm like that's fucking hysterical
1: interesting I th- I think my second best might be Pete the Killer. <laughs> yeah, because I like his callback line. Hey, yeah, I can take care of that thing for
0: you. <laughs> yeah, take care kind of that thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, Pete the Killer. What about, I, I would want a more creative name though? Uh, for like sure. Pete the Killer. <laughs> And then the, for where's that to go? to say I don't understand the name. I don't know why Freddy No Nose is called that. Because his <laughs> nose, I guess, I guess it's a big nose. So the joke is that he's got a big nose.
1: Uh Oh, okay. I, w- I thought he was the guy who like told you like not to do something. Oh, maybe. Like, oh. no
0: nose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's no nose. <laughs> 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 That's mad funny. Oh, no, no. no. Don't do that. No, no, no. I guess full of no nose. <laughs>
1: no you know like hey not, f-
0: not enough yes yeses too many no no no
1: no, it's like hey frankie can i kill that guy no no
0: <laughs> you know like uh, no i think it's i think it's a lack of a nose oh a no nose
2: <laughs> that makes sense
0: but then i looked at him and he has a nose and it's decently big so maybe the joke is you know when you call someone like tiny and they're big
1: all right. My worst is going to be Fat Andy because I feel Andy. like it wasn't
0: creative. Uh, and what if he loses the weight?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it doesn't, you know, last.
0: Uh, hey, how yeah, you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. What else you got? Yeah, I, I kind of failed on this one. I tried to do best worst quote, but there's no bad quotes. Uh,
1: <laughs> I can't think
0: All of let right. a... Some of my favorites. I mean, they got the classic. This, okay. looking, this dog's looking that way. That dog's looking this way. The guy in the middle is like, what do you want from me? <laughs> we got some other we got. They Would spit on their own floor. Do you believe that? Why would you spit on your own floor? I freaking
1: love that line actually, yeah. and it made sense. <laughs> Why would you spit on your own floor?
0: Uh, yeah, classic. Thought would go fuck yourself. We yeah, got classic.
2: Oh, oh,
0: oh, there's so many good lines. Yeah, what, when. when I don't even remember exactly what he says, but when Paulie's telling Henry uh, not to sell drugs and when Henry says yeah, he likes starts scratching his cheek and he's like, Yeah, and Frankie just Polly just smacks <laughs> him right yeah. away and he's like, ah, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, smacking. I thought you not to buy anything. I thought
1: you not to buy anything. <laughs> this is the Andy's greatest hits here.
2: Or like
0: <laughs> what the fuck's the matter with that guy? I just got out of I got a prison that's what he's gonna do to me. Hey, not to be fair. You insulted him a little bit. A little bit you insulted him, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so good.
0: But <laughs> uh, right. as I'm sure there's a million more but That's hilarious. Yeah, anything, anything else? And I got no worse. Uh, I, I
1: I got, I mean the last one is
0: <laughs> 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 With
1: this weird laugh. <gasps> Such a weird laugh. Yeah. It's so unique in that I can't hate it. Yeah. Cuz if you're going to have a laugh like that, make it interesting and unique and that was interesting and unique.
0: Yeah, I can't forget it. I like even just like the way his like face contorts when he smiles It's yeah. real weird. It's like it like folds up like in a weird it way. It does.
1: Oh, and I gotta say too, the teeth in this movie. I I think we took for granted how regular teeth sort of grounds a movie.
0: Yeah, because everyone know? everyone now has like beautifully crazy straight yeah. teeth. Yeah, yeah. No matter what Even class they're in, when they're, when in they're the homeless, movie. it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's all I had of my best worst.
1: All right. I mean, to make up for the fact that I didn't come up with the best worst, I'm kind of bringing up what I did with holes in that we come up with names for each other.
0: Oh, <laughs> mafia names. I got one for you. Oh, damn. That's not fair. I'm going to come up with another bad one.
1: Yeah, it better not freaking be uh.
0: Marshall Soap Mouth? <laughs> soap Mouth. You better come up
1: with something better.
0: What do you got for me?
1: Yo, that guy over there, that's IMDB. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it.
0: <laughs> I hate it so yes. much. Yes. That's awful. Uh, that's terrible. All right.
1: Uh, I, I mean, I'm trying to think. Treat City?
0: Uh, I'm going to call you the hall monitor. <gasps> the <laughs> hall monitor? Oh.
1: <Yeah>. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Whatever, IMDb.
0: That's uh, <laughs> Marshall the Hall monitor. And you go, no running in the holes. That's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's your
1: My backup for you was Mr. Hollywood. <laughs> oh, I don't
0: like it either. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's uh, all. That's fun. Should we go beyond? Yeah. I think we should just, because this is a true story, obviously, sequel would be weird. But um, we could use this time to kind of talk about some of the real life differences and things like that. or if you have any specific questions or ask, I got some stuff too.
1: I would love that. And then I know that they had a, sort of like a end credits of what where everyone is now, but obviously that movie was made in the 90s. So yeah. I'd love to know like if you happen to have that info, like what what's the deal with all these people in real life?
0: I do. because the only one that was wild. really up for grab, I mean they tell you that Paul Cicero died in jail, so Paulie died. Yeah. Before that. And they said Jimmy would be up for parole in 2004, but he died before 2004 in jail. Oh, okay. So it it never ended up happening. Interesting. What was kind of crazy is I never really thought about how recent this movie came out to the events that it happened. Like, I don't know why in my head I always Hmm. pictured it was like, maybe because I didn't watch it in 1990 because that's when I was born. So I didn't watch it until like... 2004 2005. Right. So to me it felt so far removed from the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s, but like this movie ends in 1980 and it came out in 1990. Yeah. Like the trial it's happened really fast. in like the early 80s and then the book came out in 85. Like so like it was all like pretty like it all like kind of just happened to these people.
1: That's really impressive for them to write a script. Knowing how many drafts they did and like
0: Or or not even just that, but like just how like close like in the book Henry Hill was to like this all just happening to him yeah um so i found out what happened with him was uh he went into witness protection he ended up getting continue starting to sell drugs again in witness protection program no way yeah got caught uh, on drug charges in 1987 and then got kicked out of the witness protection program oh. and had to go back to being henry hill <gasps> and then that's why he started basically he had like no ways in life to make money and so like that's when he started like selling the story and like uh or i guess he already sold the rights to the book but like being selling the rights to the movie and like basically the rest of his life was making money talking about being a mobster
1: i mean you have to make money to protect yourself anyway right i I guess yeah or at this point is the mob sort of gone
0: uh yeah i mean that family's kind of gone so that's one of the things that I, i learned about that like how much repercussions these actions actually had. So his testimony put over 50 mobsters in jail. Shoot. And, like, not only completely crippled that crime family, like, it never came back, but it really shed a light into, like, the American public because it was such a public case of, like, how much organized crime actually did control things, and then (laughs) it subsequently caused the, like, FBI and everyone to crack down even more. And, like, it's really, like, Henry Hill kind of, not single handedly under the mob or anything like that, but he played a huge role in the mob becoming what it is today, which is still around, but not it's not influencing things the way it was not influencing like elections and shit the way it used to. Uh-huh. You know, so like like him kind of riding out on these people really like changed American mafia as a whole. Like it really like it could never really recover from the damage that putting all these people in jail and telling every single story and he, like because back in the oh, the rats they would tell enough to save their life right they wouldn't tell enough to fill books and movies and spend the next thirty years like detailing every single thing that ever happened to them wow so it's like he was kind of like the biggest rat of them all like you know what I mean like it really it I really mean, had repercussions for the
1: amount of time he was in it as well like yeah from a teenager to a full on adult married with kids. Yeah. Damn.
0: So another part the probably one of the biggest things they left out of the true story is Henry did actually like try to get out of the life a couple of times prior to this final time when he like snitched out. The movie kind of like chose to not to sh- play that up where like he was pretty much afraid all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like 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 the funny funny like a clown scene like that was a pretty normal occurrence where like he never really knew when like these people would like snap, like you mm-hmm. know they could be from being his best friends to like saying the wrong thing, blah blah. And one of the biggest things he did in 1960, which was right around a couple of years after he the first time he got pinched in that the show when he's 16, he joined the military and went off Whoa. to like fight in the airborne for like three, four, five years because it was his only way Teddy could see to get out of uh, mm-hmm. the, of the life. And so he went and he was in the army, but he ended up like he just couldn't. He was just still just a troublemaker. Like, he, he gambled. Like, he just thought that all this shit, he got into fights. Like, he eventually just got back into his old habits of, you know, he'd be gambling, loan sharking, getting into fights. And eventually got dishonorably discharged and kicked out of the military. Whoa. And then it just took a year or two of being back in New York that he just fell right back into it. And so they, they just thought that would break up the narrative a little too, like... You'd feel like that would need to play a bigger role in a movie. For if you sure. showed him go to military and nothing changed, you'd be like, "Why do we even show it?" So they cut that out. Mm. But that was just to show that, like, but it wasn't. It wasn't that crazy for him to snitch. Like, you know, if you really knew him in real life, like he did try to figure out how he could get out of things. Hmm. And it wasn't until they killed Billy Bass that he knew, like, he was basically in it for life. That, like, <laughs> af- that was like the turning point of like he can't. Interesting. Because he didn't really. I mean, maybe he lied about this, but like the way the movie shows it is like he never really kills anyone. He's not mm-hmm. a murderer. Like he's not he's he's usually like keeps his hands clean of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And even when they kill Billy Bats, like he looks like distraught about it. Like it's not Right. It's not uh something that's as easy as being like, Oh yeah, we just knocked off another guy, you know Right.
1: I yeah, I mean the the journey of his character too, like he got in because he wanted to be perceived a certain way and have a certain lifestyle. And by the eighties he's I guess he kind of has the lifestyle, but it's a mess. Like, he's changed but in the, that. But he's the not family even
0: aspect's gone. You know, Tommy's dead. Right. Jimmy's a paranoid maniac who killed all his friends. Pauly hates him. Like. Yeah.
1: So that's... Wow.
0: So one other... Uh, Thing I found about like from the real story that Henry Hill says, and again, this is all allegedly. This whole story is allegedly like everything. Right. As much as we say this movie's accurate, it's accurate to one guy's take on how this happened. Yeah, but he says that it was Polly was the one who had Tommy killed. Sorry, you look so confused.
1: Yeah, Polly is Polly's the boss. Yes, Tommy's Joe Pesci. Oh, oh, that's what I thought happened in the movie. Well, because because Polly had to make right for that.
0: Oh, well, yeah, but, uh, sorry, I guess I have more details. Okay. Uh, so, this this is what Henry Hill says happened. When he was in jail the first time... When who was in jail? When Henry was in jail okay. the first time, Karen and Pauly had an affair during oh. that time. Oh. And, which actually... Really which made, makes sense. And it made that one line make a lot of sense in the movie where he goes, like, I'll talk to Karen. I know exactly what to say to her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, snap. So, they had an affair during that time, and... Also, during that time, Tommy tried to make some advances on Karen, and she turned them down, and then he tried to rape her. Whoa. Like, like I, don't, I, I, I didn't get these details, but they did use the words tried to rape, so I assume it didn't happen. I don't really know how it didn't happen. But, and then so she went and told Polly what Tommy did. And if you remember, like, earlier in the movie when the one um, bar owner was complaining about Tommy... Yes. And he was just... And he's and he kept saying, he's like, Tommy's a crazy kid. I don't know. What do you want me to do about him? So, like, he's had a whole life of kind of, like, Tommy being a bit of a problem. Yes. And then, you know, he presumably has feelings for Karen, maybe even loves her, and just found that he tried to rape her. So, they, so Henry said he was the one who went to the Gambino crime family and said, hey, I know who killed Billy Bats. It was Whoa. Tommy. These are all the things Tommy's ever done. You guys... Like, do whatever you want, and then he let them kill them. So, it was always the other crime family that Billy Batz belonged to. But, I mean, and again, this is allegedly that whole thing about shooting Tommy in the face so he couldn't have an open casket. That's not even true because the body never turned up. Like, on paper, he never got murdered because he just disappeared. He's like Jimmy Hoffa. Like, he's just gone. Like, no one's ever found Tommy's body. Whoa. So. This is all allegedly big time. Like in theory, no one even knows that it was the Gambino crime family. It just makes the most sense that it was them.
1: Uh huh. Um, That's crazy. Yeah.
0: So, but yes, yeah, so I think that was pretty wild. That it might have been. I just learned that when I was doing my research whoa. today, and I was like, whoa, real life story."
1: That's insane.
0: Well, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for the other things. And uh, yeah, Henry Hill died in twenty twelve, but he basically just until he died was just telling mob stories and mm. like, selling merch. I, I
1: I need to look up and Google these people to see like what they look like in real life. Like yeah. I wonder how close the casting was to like how they actually
2: looked. Mm, they Have you looked at that?
0: Yeah, they weren't too worried about like looks. Like I said, with Joe Pesci and like yeah. yeah, they don't really look much. But you know, De Niro in his crazy ways. Apparently, when he was prepping for the role, Henry Hill said he would call him eight times a day Whoa. just to be like, "How does Jimmy hold a cigarette? Like, how does Jimmy take a drink? Like, how does Jimmy walk through the door? Like, he like he needed to learn like everything about him. Like, how does Jimmy eat? Like, what does Jimmy eat? Like, wow. like he just Henry Hill said like at first he thought he was crazy, but then when he saw the performance, he's like, oh, I get, I get it's <laughs> Like, I, I, you know. But at the time, he was like, what the fuck's wrong with this That's guy? That's
1: insane. My question for you in Beyond is thinking of if we were to remake Goodfellas, but from a different character's perspective, who would you want to see? Whose perspective would you want to see?
0: I think maybe Pauly's. Because I think he's old enough where learning his backstory would actually be interesting because he's already fully grown when Henry's a kid. So I'd love to see the rise of Pauly. And then also, I think it would make an interesting movie like knowing that all the shit he built is going to get unraveled by these fucking maniacs <laughs> who just don't listen to him. Mm. Like, literally, the whole movie, like, again, it breaks... And from whatever to, Paulie fucking ain't no saint. He's a goddamn monster, too. But the movie chose for the themes to have him be a little bit more of, like, a benevolent, like, father figure type. Right. Like, he really... He never, like, really raises his voice or... Like, does anything all that scary? He has one on
1: one conversations. Yeah, like, he's a very,
0: like, kind, kind of understanding guy who follows the rules. And, you know, that's a little bit skewed because I'm sure he fucking. Like, Henry, I saw one interview, he tells a story of, like, when he was a kid and he was riding around with Polly, like, I love this new life. This is crazy. And, like, he saw Polly go into a bar and, like, this woman who he was seeing, like one of his Gumars, told his wife, and he went in there with a bat and, like, fucked <gasps> her up, broke her collarbone, like, oh like sent the message to everybody. Shh. And Henry was, like, a kid and just watched this, and that was one of the first times he was, like, oh my God, this isn't all fun and games. Like, so, all saying, I'm Whoa. not talking about real Pauly, but if we yeah, were to yeah, react yeah. this movie based on Pauly in the movie, yeah, 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 I yeah. think he's tragic as fuck because, like, he literally. Like, even at the very end, when, like, he should have killed Henry, he still gives him $3,200 and sends him on his way. Yeah. When he had every reason to murder this yeah. motherfucker. I thought
1: he was going to shoot him in the back of the head yeah. as soon as he turned and around. And that's
0: why, like, it's so hard to even give any fucks about Henry, because then he's like, all he gave me was 3200 bucks for a life of, of working for him. And I was like, motherfucker, you ruined everything yeah like you brought the drugs into this and fucking took the every you, you literally are the most ungrateful piece of shit i've ever seen in a movie for like, sure so it's it's like i sorry I, I think paulie would be the yeah be the most that's a great answer do you have an answer
1: um i mean i didn't even th- i kind of w- plus one yours um but i am interested to see like jimmy because just because he was so like big shoddy at the beginning of the movie yeah. i want to know like how'd he get there you yeah. know like What was going on?
0: And his real-life story, too. Like, he grew up, like, in an orphanage. Like, he pretty much, like, had nobody in his life and, like, had to, like, really, like, work for all that shit. Mm -hmm. Which I think makes him also different from Henry and interesting is because, like, yeah, Henry had, like, a... You know, he didn't have an easy life, but he wasn't, like... It wasn't like he was in a situation where he was like struggling. Like his f- It looked like his family was eating. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like It wasn't so dire where they would have died if he didn't go into crime. He yeah. seemed to go into a couple more superficial reasons. He's like, oh, I want to live that life. I want to be the fancy one where everyone gives you stuff. And so like it's interesting. Jimmy kind of came up at a necessity. And Henry kind of got glamorized by the fanciness of it all. Yeah, you know for mean? sure. And wow. So, yeah, interesting. So to wrap this up and just try to sum up my feelings for this goddamn crazy movie. Yeah, I think it's probably one of the most—it's definitely the most unique gangster movie of all time. I don't know. I, I have so much love for The Godfather. I, I could never say one's better than the other. They're so <laughs> different, but it's—I just love that it's so different because, like I said, The Godfather is very—it's like it's almost like Shakespearean. It's like it's—it's it's like about these like grand themes and not really about like the individual so much as mm-hmm. opposed to this whole family life and and everybody represents something and it, it's 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 about it's all like bigger picture. And then this movie is just like so personal like it's like you like you're watching like one man get enthralled by this life and then slowly lose his goddamn mind until he's got like nothing left but like nothing like he's like literally like loses everything so i think that's fucking so awesome and even just tackling covering three decades in a movie that's just impressive on its own because i feel like some people try to do stuff like that and you just get lost you're like i don't know what the fuck why we're who's doing what and why it's happening
1: (laughs) man this movie was long but like it didn't feel long yeah
0: it doesn't like it's it's two and a half hours but it like it goes very fast yeah the fucking pacing is so goddamn good i feel like anybody who wants to make an epic should use this movie as like a template i i feel like it's just it's like filmmaking 101 for how to tell a long story Mm -hmm. with like you know without making it feel that way Cause it like it simultaneously flies by when you're watching it because of the pacing, but by the end, I don't know about you, but like I felt like I lived a lifetime with these guys. <laughs> like yeah. seeing Jimmy all gray-haired, like all paranoid, and I was just like, oh my god, I remember when he was young and youthful. You know, like <laughs> like, like you feel like you've like you're kind of worn down with them by the end, and you're like, yeah, I can't even take any more of this. Like yeah. like like I I don't want any more flying helicopters and all this drugs and stuff. <laughs> but I don't know, like, and just back to the. I'm, I'm still just so baffled by Henry Hill as a real person. Like, I still can't f- quite figure out if it's, like, a lack of self-awareness or he just doesn't care about how he comes off. But, like, his character in this movie is just awful to me. Like, <laughs> I just feel like he gets into the mafia for all the wrong reasons. It's all for glamour and glitz and, like, has nothing nothing to do with, like, the, the core values of it, of, our, mm-hmm. like, the reason, the community reason it's supposed to be there. Right. Like, I feel like he doesn't join for any of those reasons and then the second things go bad like even that first time he goes to jail she's just like Paul he's not talking to me to Karen says it to him and Mm -hmm. he's just like and he's like forget about Paul forget about them we have to do what we have to do to survive like he's willing to throw it all away so fast just to like just so he can continue to keep his like status mm-hmm. to the point where he goes for the drugs, and then by the end, like I don't even feel bad for him. But like, it is
1: kind of crazy how quickly he threw that away. Like he's known Polly for so long. Yeah,
0: and he was just like, forget about Polly. We we got to do this. Interesting. And, like and like Polly's so good to him. Even when he comes out, and he's like, look, while you were in there, I don't care you did what you did. We have to do. That's your life. Like yeah. it's fine. Now that you're out, no more of that drug shit. Yeah. You know.
1: So so you're telling me you love the movie even though you hate the main character. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, like he has no morals or code or any of that stuff, and yeah, all in all, I've I feel like this movie's been imitated so many times. Its cultural impact is insane. Like, it's it, it's another one of these National Film Congress Registry movies that we always like to bring oh, up. Oh, nice. Culturally insignificant, but insignificant. <laughs> I know. And I said culturally insignificant. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that makes more sense.
0: Um, and then just like the straight up. Uh, we barely even talked about it, but all the pop culture like references to this is insane. There's the classic Community episode which I re showed you the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Animaniacs; they were the good feathers. Those were three mafia pigeons who walked around and did mafia shit. Oh my God. It's just like stuff all the bad fellas and Grand Theft Auto. Like uh, you could find a list of shit that just you know. There's a whole scene in Swingers where they just talk about the tracking shot in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's a goddamn cemented classic. It's not really told like a lot of other movies. I love how unconventional that is, and again, it breaks so many rules. But it's just made by people who like have played by the rules for so long. They've proven that they can break them, and I just love it so much. And I picked this for you. I mean, I just I think this is a movie most people should see. I think it's really just kind of seminal in in American movies. But other than that, um, I already know you know you love De Niro. I already I knew you were going to get a kick out of just the acting, the actors. Just all the overall craft of the movie is fucking unparalleled. But the main main reason I picked it for you is because of how much you took to *Sopranos*. I I feel like I was a little res- had reservations about showing you this movie because of the violence and sometimes i i know it's not always the easiest for you to like resonate with these super violent characters like they might do something so despicable you're like i'm out like i i'm not into it but seeing as like the open-mindedness you had for the sopranos and how that shows filled with people doing despicable things and you still like care about them and this and that Mm -hmm. and i was like oh you are ready to watch Goodfellas you are ready to take this in and like even to the point where david chase the creator of the sopranos like he's been interviewed about it and he was like not only was I inspired by Goodfellas, like I would never even have thought I could have ma- wrote The Sopranos without seeing Goodfellas. He said hmm. specifically the scene with m- uh, the mom and them eating dinner with, with Joe Pesci's mom. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I would never seen gangsters in that kind of scenario. Um, kind of <laughs> like how we talked about with spies, how I never see spies be real people. He's yes. like, I only ever saw gangsters doing gangster shit. I never saw gangsters sitting with their mom and having a meal. And then like that inspired him to like, start. So I like, I want to make that show. I want to make a show about the gangsters. Gangsters, where it's all about the quiet stuff as Mm -hmm. opposed to all about the crime. And so I was just like, listen, you know, if the guy who loves it made the show you love, loves this, I feel like there's a good chance you might be on board too. Mm -hmm. So those are all my reasons I picked it. So, Masha, I gotta ask, what's the matter with you? (laughs) Do you love what I love? Huh? Love, Love it.
2: Love it.
1: Love it. I love it. What's the matter with you? Of course, I love this movie. Uh, Oh, oh! Uh, If you didn't love it, I was gonna be like, "What is the world coming to?" (laughs) Bada bing, bada boom. I love it. (laughs) I don't don't have much to say. Uh, Freaking, yeah. I mean, freaking uh, the cast, the the story, the pacing—so much. Like I said earlier, I kind of gave it away. I spoiled it just a little bit. In that this felt like I watched a whole season of Sopranos in one sitting, and I loved it. It was like a binge that i was been waiting for and craving that you've been withholding from me (laughs) this entire time. And we have five more seasons
0: of this every
1: Sunday. But anyway, (laughs) that aside, this movie's fantastic. All right. I
0: love it. So you've seen... I've shown you three Scorsese movies, and you've you've kind of watched The Departed, but I feel like you don't really remember it. So I, I remember. I, care, I, I remember
1: either. being confused. <laughs> 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 they All the white guys look the same.
0: <laughs> all right. We're not talking about that, but anyway. <laughs> all right. Now, <yeah>, I've, <laughs> I've taken you to the theaters to see the Taxi Driver. We've oh, done yeah, King of Comedy good. on here, one. and we've done this. Yeah. How are you feeling about Pretty Scorsese? Pretty straightforward
1: uh, titles. Uh, I mean, Scorsese's all right. All right. All right i'm just kidding those are what three
0: the? wildly different movies
1: <laughs> they yeah i mean de niro and all of them i mean <laughs> yeah. except the departed but yeah yeah um great great movie great film I, why i order ray <laughs> <It's> oh great, <laughs> great to see great to see him in a movie you've been never, sitting on
0: that for a while
1: never i have i really have um i was saving it for the guest I'm never going to forget that laugh for the rest of my life. <laughs> never, ever. Um, but yeah, the cast is great. I, I can't wait to go back to watching The Sopranos after this. Yeah. And I think I'll just appreciate it that much more. Sort of like how I, I appreciated that episode of Community that we watched last yeah. night. So uh, yeah, great, great, great pick. Great pick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And all I
1: got to say is, oh, that was a good movie.
0: Oh, Gumad. Oh, man. All right, folks, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Oh! If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. You better. Also, if you have the time, take a moment to rate and review. Every bit of feedback helps. I'm Masha. I'm Andy, and I hope you love what I love. And remember, our podcast was tested against hurricane winds. (laughs) Oh. Oh. (laughs)